Put on your Sunday clothes, there's lots of world out there. Get out the brilliant teen and dime cigars. We're gonna find adventure in the evening air. And welcome, 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 welcome to the podcast that does what it says on the tin, I think. And the podcast puts the plus in Disney Plus. It's best film ever. It's talking the Mickey. It's a crossover episode. Crossing over the kind of place you cross. Cross you're gonna cross over. Cross the road, don't get hit by the chickens. I totally didn't forget it was it was a crossover. And when you said the podcast that does, I think what it says on the tin was like, what what's going on? Yeah, yeah. Welcome to the Twilight Zone. We are welcome to the. I say welcome to the jungle, but just the opposite. There is no plant life here. Uh, let's introduce ourselves. My name's Ian. I'm Liam. I'm Ellie. And I'm Ethan. And I'm Georgia. What? I'm, I don't even know if I dare leave. People might think we stopped the recording. I don't know. Solid four-second lag from Ellie. I, I don't know if that was confusion or lag. I, hope, I, I don't know which one I hope it is. <laughs> but here we are. Uh, so, well, from my perspective, it was a solid four-second lag from Ethan. So... What, after you? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, that's because I was waiting to hear you <laughs> I think Ethan was probably waiting for me to mm. go, should we take that again? Just take that again. Should we have another go with that? Very, very WandaVision. Do you, do you want to ever take? <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of which, good chance to do some promos. Uh, we got a lot of stuff out because we're actually recording for best film ever. This is episode 54, but we're recording that before episode 53. Episode 53, 10 Things I Hate About You, will be released before this airs. Wow. We're ahead of the game, actually, on um, Talking to Mickey. I almost said the wrong podcast name. <laughs> I almost said one of our competitors' podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> I got no problem. Like, we're all here to win, but I'm not going to call us someone else's show. <laughs> so, uh, so that's kind of weird. So in the sense that by the time that's done, so... You guys actually don't know what episode 55 will be on. No. You'll find that out at the end of episode 53, which we haven't taped yet. <laughs> so it is very tenant, timey-wimey, wibbly-wobbly. Yeah. My head hurts. And I, you tell me, I, tell, I was trying to do this. Uh, Ellie did message going, so what is the schedule coming up? And I'm like, uh, I better just lay down everything we're doing because it's a bit of a mess. It is. We have a lot coming out. Uh, we also have the Valentine's episode, which should have dropped, I don't know, at this point, seven days ago, nine days ago. I don't know. February 14th. What day is it? But again, we oh, haven't recorded it yet, so I don't no. know. Well, no, we have recorded that yeah, one. Yes, we have. Didn't drop it. I don't know. I've edited it. It's uploaded, ready to go. Jeez. My brain just had a mushroom cloud. Uh, I know. Whatever Monday it is, we've got a Wanderer Vision coming out. So, <laughs> <laughs> the time being, we know what that is. We just got quantity coming out. We so. do. We do. Uh, there's, there's a lot of stuff. Just coming subscribe, out. and you'll get it when it's out. Just subscribe. You'd be really surprised. We have so much stuff coming out. We do. Uh, Ethan, you and I sat down and talked about Shit's Creek for a while. Yeah, we did. I don't know when when that was, but it was that would been. As as I sit here, it will release in three days. So I don't know. Uh, <laughs> probably 700 years in the past. I have no idea <laughs> that's going to happen. So we've got lots coming out. Listen to it on both feeds. That's Best Film Ever and Talking to Mickey. Um, lots of good stuff. Mm. Lots and lots of good stuff. Too um, much stuff. Too, too much stuff, maybe. Well, you know. You know. You know. For an easy schedule, too much stuff. For an easy schedule, too much stuff. I'm sitting there going, how do we have all of this? But I'm, 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 knock on wood, I'm caught up on all my editing. Hey. As we sit here and record something new, I have to edit. But yeah, it was all right. Cool. Monday night, I went, I don't really have much going on. I'm just going to edit. <laughs> Let's do another show. I, I, turned on, I turned on some like trashy TV that I've seen before. Just was kind of like, whatever. I'm just like, all right. Some YouTube, just autoplay and just kind of edit it away. It was great. 
Cool. I woke up Monday and it was like, you have a new podcast to listen to. And I was like, one division. I was like, oh, yeah, I do that as well. We do so many. We do so many. <laughs> um, so uh, let's just do the charts. And this is Talking the Mickey because this is our weekly Talking the, the Mickey episode that yeah. we're piggybacking with Best Film Ever because Wally's on the poster. It is. It is on the poster. Is, yeah. We can scratch him off the poster. One of the hundred. Um, so we charted. The reason this, the podcast was started. The reason it was started. Exactly. And we quickly discarded. <laughs> we discarded it, but we're like, there's also rather really good movies out there. There are. Because the poster doesn't consider that, you know, movies are still getting released. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, we've charted this week in Great Britain, in Canada. Canada. Number 31 in Canada, in fact. Ooh. In Mexico, in Saudi Arabia. Love that. In Taiwan, number 28 in Taiwan. Wow. Yeah, I know, right? Whoa. Number 19 in Switzerland. Number 11 in Brazil. Cool. And number four in Japan. Hey. We love Japan. We, we do. do love Japan. We do. Honestly, we don't love those other countries. Ethan's like, we love everybody. Ethan's like, us. not feeling Only Japan. Not <laughs> feeling Taiwan at 28, but Japan. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm bringing my allegiance now. All the other countries, I don't like you, Japan. That's where that's where I'm standing. All, all, yeah. all I know is the country of Ellie, Georgia, and Liam's birth is showing up in Great Britain. The country of my birth has shown up. I'm not seeing New Zealand on this anywhere, no, Ethan. No. Yeah, they don't like me that much. Yeah, they've turned on you. I don't like The Hobbit, therefore I'm not part is that of that Maybe if we just name drop Taika Waititi three times an episode, we'll... we'll. But we it did. like Beetlejuice, like you say it and he appears. Yeah, speaking of, I mean, we did Jurassic Park not that long ago, I say on the day we release it, but God knows when this is coming out, yeah. and Sam Neill. Sam New Zealand's own, maybe, but that, that's, not, that's not the Disney one, though, that's the best film ever, yeah. so we'll see, maybe we'll get a bump from, from that. Um, so, really, we're at the point, uh, Ethan, some Disney news, buddy. There is none, unless you want to talk about the uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier trailer that I came think, out like, that, yesterday. I think dropping the trailer at the Super Bowl w- would qualify <laughs> as some as Disney news. news. I don't even know anymore. I don't know if we talk trailers or not. <laughs> well, just the idea of it. It's, okay, so the, the, has anybody seen the trailer? I saw the version on the yeah. Super Bowl, not the full version of it. Yeah, I didn't see the full version. I saw the full version because I don't watch the Super Bowl. Yeah, I... I Ooh. Can we just can we just raise Ooh. a pint to Tom Brady? Tom Brady seven times the goat. The goat was the goat already. He's even goatier now. Yeah, fourteen like percent more goat. Yeah, yeah. I called it. What's got the your goat? Tom Brady's singer. got my goat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, at the Super Bowl, they dropped the Falcon, the Winter Soldier thing, and I, I just it, it. You know what? I was kind of down on it. It looked better than I had thought it would. Yeah, but I think it looks better because you was thinking worse. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah. wasn't yeah. what I was expecting, and I was kind of excited because I like the fa- I like Falcon. I think he's a fun character, but I wasn't sure if I wanted to see a whole show of him doing his shtick. It'll be interesting but to see the I, direction they take it. I think I forget yeah. that I don't like I don't like um, I don't like Falcon as a character. Mm-hmm. I find him to be quite dull unless he's playing opposite Bucky, and I forgot how much I like him playing opposite Bucky. Yeah, like he's, when he's quite when he's just like, oh, gee, Cap, you know, I got uh, on your left. I don't, I don't care. But, but but when he's bickering with Bucky, I'm like, I can get behind that. Yeah, I really cool. can. So uh, I'm looking forward to this. Uh, Liam, do you have any thoughts on it? Oh no, other than like you, I didn't have great expectations of it. Um, so we'll see where they take the storyline, and yeah. you know, will there be other spinoffs with this? Who knows? Yeah, I mean, geez. You know, if it doesn't take off, then maybe not. <laughs> but Oh, I think we're going to get like 10 shows like we did they? with Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think we're getting that. Um, yeah. Ellie, Georgia, did either of you guys see the trailer? I've not seen it. Okay. I saw it, yeah. Um, 
I wasn't particularly bothered by it, to be honest. It just looked like another kind of action-y thing. It's got a lot of special Marvel effects. Studios brings you another kind another. of action thing. It's another definitely very thing. different to what we've seen with WandaVision, because that's yeah. like very atmosphere, dialogue, character but, like based, and this is going to be like Explosion Man and his explosion. cyborg friend. But I think we need that. <laughs> I, I, I don't want to see another WandaVision after WandaVision's no. immediately over. I, give me something different. Variety's good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, I, yeah. I like Zemo. I think this seems to be going not like political thriller, but more like how uh, was it Winter Soldier was. And like, Winter Soldier uh, is one of my favorite Marvel films. I love I Winter Soldier. I think it's done really well. Yeah. Plus, they like I I I wanted to see this whole what's the world like now that there is no Captain America because there seems to be another Captain America, which I think is like I know it's a comic-y thing, but I don't know which one because there's so many. But I I'm I'm always down for seeing some more Baron Zemo. I I love I love his actor. He's great. Yeah, the guy who plays Zemo in Civil War, I thought was fantastic. Mm-hmm. So, uh, more of that, yes, please. And he's a villain who's got actual motivation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I lost my family in Segovia. Yeah, when you were fighting Ultron. Mm-hmm. Don't like the fact that I lost my family. I can relate. Yep. Yep. Uh, everyone, you lost relate. your family to a robot as well. To a robot? Well, he's not blaming the robot, is he? He's blaming <laughs> the human beings. Absolutely. <laughs> If you blame the robot, be a heck of a shorter movie. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're interrupting your regularly scheduled Wally recording, which we had finished and dusted off because, uh, Ethan, there was a couple of big news stories that we really can't uh, afford to wait until. I mean, we're sitting here recording this on February the 17th, and we can't afford to wait until mm-hmm. we record our next one, uh, which is going to be on. I don't know. It could be like twenty. It could be the twenty first or the twenty fourth. Either way, it's it's far too yeah. long to wait for a release date. That would would be, oh, I don't know, the twenty eighth by the time it comes out or something pretty close to that. Mm. So, uh, why don't you go ahead? And there's there's two big stories. Why don't we do the Star Wars one first? Yeah. So immediately, not even a joke. Like an hour or two hours after we finished recording, Wally and I said we've got no news today. Probably <laughs> the biggest news in a while. Drop, which was. Um, Gina Carano has been fired from the Mandalorian and the Star Wars universe uh, as a whole, which is what are we going to talk uh, about uh, in our in our context notes for for well for for, for everything? That's half our Disney news segment has been Gina Car- the Gina Carano watch. Yeah, it's 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 been interesting when it, when we did Mandalorian, I talked about that whole thing, and then I've just sort of consistently been bringing it up whenever it's happened. Um, it's it's strange for anyone who hasn't listened beforehand to Gina Carano watch. Gina Carano is uh, is an actress in The Mandalorian. She played Cara Dune, um, and she's very vocal on Twitter sometimes. And she is a conservative, and there's there's nothing wrong with your political affiliation as long as it doesn't harm people. Um, Gina Carano, however, was anti-mask, denied COVID, was in favor of the um, the capital attack back in January. She was saying that there's no such thing as racism, racism in America anymore. Um, and she was making fun of people having pronouns in their bio, tried to get Pedro Pascal involved, and his uh, sister has come out one. as trans. <laughs> yeah. Um, Last week, at the time that this happened, Gina Carano made a post on Twitter saying that being a conservative in 2021 is the same as being a Jew in the Holocaust. Yeah. Um, and 
immediately got fired and her uh, publicist also dropped her as well. Uh, apparently, they've, uh, Lucasfilm have wanting to do this uh, since November when the whole thing actually started, uh, back with the pronoun drama, and they, they asked her to apologize and she just refused to. Um, she was supposed to have a TV show that was going to be announced. She was going to have her own spin-off show, and then that got cancelled because of it and turned into this Rangers of the New Republic thing instead. Okay, so I was going to ask you, what does this yeah. mean for Rangers of the New Republic? They, I guess they'll just recast? Like, not recast the character, but they'll yeah. just reimagine who the character... I guess they'll have to create a new character for that perspective, or, or, or reshuffle the, the dynamic they'd already planned anyway. Yeah, I I had a few theories before this happened. I was expecting to have, like, maybe Bill Burr's character, um, the guy from Kim, Kim's Convenience who was sort of, like, following them around. I have no idea what they're going to do because a lot of people are cancelling Disney Plus because they're, like, how dare Lucasfilm silence uh, voices. But at the same yeah. time, I think it, I, I can see... see I, I, I know why. I, I, I'm, I'm not even going to be around the bush here. I, I'm not a big fan of Gina Carano anyway because of how she's treated people on Twitter. She blocked me for, uh, for saying trans rights at some point. So I'm not the biggest fan. But at the same time... There probably could have been a way to handle this. It turned out um, she found out she got fired the same time we did. Okay. Which I think could have been handled better. She wasn't. I don't under know. Let the punishment suit the crime. I mean, you know, Twitter's. Talk shit on Twitter. You, you, you live by Twitter, you die by Twitter. I mean, it seems I, like. I, I, I see that. Because the other argument is that uh, she wasn't technically under contract because it's between seasons, so everything is. Like. Oh, really? Okay. By, by a contract. Um. I have no I have no idea what they'll do though because I don't know if they'll just be like oh she died on her way back to her home planet like Poochie or just um <laughs> or just sort of remove her it'd be it'd be a weird thing to do because they're now removing all of her action figures from uh like the Disney stores there's a Mandalorian art book which is being reworked now to sort of remove any future stuff with her I think Lego account like uh not cancelling but suspending the lego set that had her in to remove her figure or something um it's it's a weird it's a weird set of things yeah yeah um see it's it's this is such a shame on so many platforms and i don't mean it's a shame she got fired for what she said i think that's 100 that's percent okay. called for but um the character of cara dune and, and and the casting of what we thought we were getting with gina carano as far as representation goes, I mean, it was it was great. We talked about, you know, the idea that here's a woman who can uh, throw blows with the men shot for shot and uh, doesn't need a man to come protect her and can get the best and, 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 and all the interesting ways that that story could be told. And we talked about some ways. I went, okay, maybe I'll let the story be told a little bit more, more differently this way. But uh, I really liked that concept i wasn't a huge fan of the character itself but i know people who were massive mm. fans and, and she was the draw for some people especially in a series where your protagonist keeps his helmet on the whole time those mm. secondary characters became more important because they actually became the faces of the franchise so to speak and she was a significant one of them actually if you're a list you're supporting characters uh besides you know grogu and uh Man mando um i think she's the next person character that came to mind oh yeah i came out of season one being like okay it's like mando grogu then her yeah. and then carl weathers like a bit on carl weathers the next level yeah, yeah yeah like i was expecting her to be a very prominent and she was kind of prominent in season two and she has that big thing and yeah. then 
everything happens. Um, it, it is it is a shame. I think it's it's interesting. A lot of the people that I'm seeing supporting her are the same people that were actively against her when her episode first came out because they were saying, "Oh, Star Wars has gone woke. They've got more women in Star Wars all this stuff." And then those same accounts and channels are being like, "Well, how how dare the PC police get involved?" And she's the only strong woman Star Wars has had. It is interesting. There is a sizable. There's a sizable pushback uh, to this uh, judgment. And for anybody who says it's the only powerful woman Star Wars has, I mean, and then you're not even considering Ming-Na Wen's character. She might not be, be you know, six foot two and, and mm. you know, with shoulders like, like, like a brick house. But Ming-Na Wen is a strong character in that, as is um, Sasha Banks, as is, I don't know who mm. plays... Oh, Sasha Banks is a sidekick for the woman who wants the, oh, the dark uh, saber. Oh, Katan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Katie Sack. I mean, I mean, hell, we had what, like five, five new strong female characters yeah. in the Mandalorian. Well, I say new, but so you can at argue, least in live action. Yeah. If this argument was made in season one, fair enough. But in season two, yeah. we've established an array of strong female characters, and so I don't mm-hmm. think removing uh, Gina Carano changes that movement one iota. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. So let's leave that as we go into hyperspace and we go and talk about the Miranda Priestly backstory biopic. I'm sorry. I mean, Cruella DeVille. (laughs) (laughs) Am I the only one who got uh, Devil Wears Prada vibes out of this? I got Joker vibes. Oh, you got Joker vibes. This I, oh. this is female Joker to me. Is it? I'm not. I'm not. I'm not hyped. I saw it because I, I I wrote. I was like, I, I've got, I've got a feeling. I think what's going to happen. And she'll be like talking to the camera, be like, oh, we used to love dogs, and dogs used to love me until one fateful day. Da, 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 and it's just we live in a society. Not, <laughs> oh, no, I know this isn't uh, Disney related, but the fact that joker actually said that in, in the justice league trailer made me wee. oh i haven't seen that yet um oh it's hilarious see, i got some serious miranda Priestley vibes from her especially in the second half of it uh maybe it's part of miranda Priestley's character design that just lends itself well i don't i just really i really struggled with i thought well they're gonna do something different with uh emma stone in order mm. to sort of and no emma stone's playing emma stone for the first two-thirds of that trailer Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just Just adorable, awkward, cute, big-eyed Emma Stone. I'm the quirky girl who no one gets, and then I'm going to... It it starts off, there's two sides to a story, and here's my side, the right one. And if if this is going to be a Maleficent, and we're going to actually make her the heroine of the story, I guess? I I don't know if that's what they're doing. I think think those Dalmatians barking at her are going to be the only like reference to 101 Dalmatians we get because it seems yeah. to be like a a heist movie for oh, yeah. some reason like it's this <sighs> weird bank heist where she's got like like the cinematography is not what I was expecting at all not that that's a criticism it just does it doesn't look like Cruella DeVille at all like you remove that title I could show I'm gonna show that to my mom actually in a bit and be like what do you think this is before the, the title plays the only thing might, the cigarette holder might might do it but yeah. I'll tell you what I accidentally hit and I looked up for Cruella DeVille trailer Cruella trailer and I came across this thing, and I'm like, the only thing that tipped me off it wasn't real was the Chirons looked like they were made in, like, Windows Movie Maker. <laughs> but outside of that, everything looked pretty – but like, the one was, like, sewing up, like, 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 like Dalmatian hides, and there was a collar with, like, blood dropping off it. So be careful. If you're, make sure you've got the right one, folks. It'll have a Disney identification card in the first six seconds. 
It was strange though, because when like I it said I was launching at one, and they had like a a YouTube premiere thing to make it like an event video, so that. They're really going hard on this, either because they don't have as much content that can go into the cinemas, or they're just... Nah, this is part of the strategy, traditionally. I mean, I mean, the poster came out yesterday, which generated the buzz. Now we drop a teaser trailer, and that's all it is. It's just, it's just a teaser trailer. So we'll wait a little bit, and we'll have our first full, full two-and-a-half-minute version I of, could of easily see them try and, uh, Disney try and, like, push for this to get nominated for a Best Costume next year. Uh, oh, when does it release? Uh, May this year? May this year? Okay. Yeah. Jeez. So, do they have do they have a, a release strategy? Because I have no. Is it, I, is it Disney Plus? I'm gonna check because I don't think it said. It's awfully ambitious to think theaters are gonna be open by May. I'm gonna check because I don't think it said anything about Disney Plus. It doesn't say cinemas either. So while you're checking on that, uh, let's just bring up the fact because uh, it is ties in with our wanda revision the announcement that the last three episodes of wandavision are going to be an hour in length yeah apparently it's a cinema release cinema for, release wow yeah for corella that's that's ambitious that's yeah. ambitious oh my uh, god that's a lot of people that have been they've written this that's may, not good maybe what who's written written the film yeah one two three yeah. four five six seven <laughs> Yeah, if you've got wow. seven people on the screenwriting team, that's not the sign of a good tight script. Yeah, um, one division will be, will be cool to see is, uh, is three one-hour uh, segments. I think I think it, it needs it for that final part. Well, yeah, I think we, we talked about it at the end of last uh, of episode six. Um, just uh, we're not going to do any spoilers here for anybody who's not you know that's not why you come and listen to a Wally thing. But there's, there's so much there's so much ground they have to cover still to go that story is really nowhere near its logical conclusion or any logical conclusion i'd argue we're still not in we're not in the third act i mean i guess guess we'll find out episode seven will tell us if we're in the third act or not but it doesn't feel like it's in the third act yet i think halfway through episode seven we're gonna get to the third act i think there's gonna be some some big halfway point during that we we gotta fit we gotta figure you know you can do eight and nine. Eight and nine can be your third act if you get an hour for yeah. each. But you've you you can't pull a Game of Thrones and leave it all for 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 the final episode. Oh yeah, I think I think your first your first act is those first three episodes, and even if you have like your second act be from four to seven, and then have eight and nine be your final act. Yep, that, that can work. Would, yeah, but uh, yeah, uh, apparently, WandaVision, it's official, is the most popular television show in the world, which that's. That makes sense. It does make sense, but man of Disney stumble not stumbled. I mean, I'm sure it's meticulously planned, but job well done, executed to perfection. Um, and you know what? Might have done themselves a favor. You know, in all the in all the, the tragedy and 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 the um, complications that the pandemic has caused, maybe Wandavision being the first original series out of the gate and not Falcon and the Winter Soldier, maybe a little bit of good luck. I think that does it well. I, I'm going to be honest. I wasn't as hyped for Falcon Winter Soldier, but now I've seen WandaVision. I'm kind of back on board the MCU train. Agree, but I think also the idea that yeah. this is the first one we see, and it got the most yeah. attention out of the gate, and I think it's worked, especially because it was so experimental, as opposed to you know Falcon and Winter Soldier, which feels... Not generic, but the same. Familiar. Like more of the same. Yeah. Familiar. A concept we're, we're used to, and I think maybe we needed WandaVision as a break. As a as a break from the Marvel machine. 
as much as it is part oh, of the Marvel yeah. machine. Yeah. And it sort of softly guides you into now we're sort of getting back into what we should be sort of familiar with. But we got a nice little easing in period, an orientation session, if you would, from the first three or four episodes. So, yeah. Oh, so, yeah. So I guess that's the Disney news. Yeah. Unless like in like three hours someone explodes or something we have to come back and talk about that well i'll definitely go ahead and hit the uh hit the button for that one again and we'll we'll come back one those videos have you seen the videos on youtube where the girl's talking to herself from different parts of the pandemic oh yeah yeah she's she's a canadian girl and it's like uh it's like you know um april pandemic version of hers talking to february going it gets worse it gets worse it gets oh, worse I, lo- I love those ones those are great so maybe we'll have that version of us going so we got even more news <laughs> guys guys walt disney's back alive walt disney's alive and um ryan reynolds has converted to some obscure religion and now refuses to do deadpool <laughs> we're getting a g we're getting a g-rated deadpool as a result they did princess bride deadpool 2 once and it was weird yeah that was just they, they just yeah that was just them using yeah. fred savage a funny joke but nonetheless we have gone off on a tangent so we will oh, return yeah. you to wally uh so uh yeah there's no point for a sign off so we'll just say enjoy the wally review have fun Speaking of blaming robots, let's go back to Wally, shall we? Wally. Wally. <laughs> so, um, I'm going to admit this. Like, I've never seen this film. It's one of those films that kind of shows up and everyone's like, oh, you should see Wally. You should see Wally. And the peel just, I, I, it, uh, it came after Ratatouille. And I'm sorry, Ethan. Uh, when I saw Ratatouille, it yeah. didn't, it, it, it wasn't, I'm like, I, I've outgrown this. Whatever this is, I've outgrown this. They've gone really, really kiddie. And so as a result, I didn't even think about going to see Wally. And, um, yeah, so that it just got by, and it was just one of those films that once it gets by you, there's always something else. You're like, I'd rather see this, I'd rather see that. Yeah, that was the same for me, really. Um, I kind of avoided it for a few years, and I only watched it for the first time around about Christmas. Of oh, this past year? Yeah, this past oh, okay. year. Okay. As a friend recommended it, so um, I watched it, and I absolutely love it. Now, Georgia, I believe I heard somewhere that you saw this not that long ago. <clears throat> yeah, <laughs> I, I saw this... Um, Oh, when was it? Let me think. Last week. It was Friday, uh, I think, wasn't it? On Friday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In preparation for a recording that I thought we were doing on Friday. <laughs> and was that the first time you'd seen Wally? No, I had seen it once before. Oh, okay. Before. Okay. And Ellie, yourself? Um, I had seen it before. It was on TV. I didn't remember that much of it, so I don't know if I did. I don't know if I saw the whole thing or whether. I just wasn't that bothered by it. I think this is a real easy film to mm. get distracted. If you had a device at your disposal, this could be really yeah. easy to be distracted by that. Not for any fault of the film. I think this is a film that needs to be seen in the cinema because it takes those distractions away. Yeah, and because there's not much dialogue. I think that's why. You yeah. Just have, yeah. I think that's why. I think as a result, you can get lulled into I'm not missing anything because I'm not, I would hear it. Yeah. And so, whereas in a cinema, you, it would be kind of rude if you just got your phone out and started. It's really, e- it'd be really easy to just kind of go, oh, I'm just going to get on my phone. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to take some notes. I'm going to check, oh, what's Jurassic Park up to today? You know, <laughs> things like that. <laughs> so, um, Ethan, it was your choice. Why don't you tell us, A, why you chose this film? And then secondly, if you want to go ahead and sort of, uh, at that point, you can go right in the context corner if you so choose. Yeah, I, well, I chose this film, one, because... I forgot how much I loved this film after rewatching it today, but it's one of those ones that I think a lot of you guys kind of slept on having never seen, 
and I had to pick a film that would kind of redeem all of my picks from the last uh, <laughs> year. So <laughs> I thought this was oh. like an easy comeback for like a, a good Pixar movie that's really well done and kind of forgotten about. Like I saw this back in the cinema and I, I fell in love with this film. Like I, I adored this when I saw it as a kid. So I think that kind of stands to the point that you made before about you need to be in the cinema to get properly invested, especially like with no distractions. Another thing, if I may, how old were you when you saw this film? Oh God, this was 2008. So probably about eight. So Ethan was eight. I was 25. So um, 25. Yeah. Cause I just saw it today. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Ellie, I forget how long ago you said it was for you. I don't really know. Like, teenager sometimes oh, okay. probably so i'm just wondering if ethan and your love for this i mean i think it is there's a very childlike i think you can definitely appreciate it. it's two different movies i think there's the version you see as a child and there's oh, the version yeah, you see yeah, yeah. you see as an adult where it's a much more biting criticism i think of and man cool, uh, yeah. I, I, I don't yeah. know i don't know what year this was but they hit it on the head didn't they god didn't they jeez mm-hmm. wow it's the last time i saw this must have been 2012 so it's been nearly like almost a decade since i last saw this and seeing it in 2021 oh my god i don't know if it's the adult cynicism in me or just the 2021 cynicism in me but um yeah a lot of fun Mm. Yeah, yeah. Remember when we thought 2012 was going to be the end of the world? Yeah. <laughs> Good and, times. And 2000. Yeah, 2000. The and world was once we got past that, we're like, we're fine. Yeah. And 2020's like, <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of the end of the world, let's go to uh, Ethan. Why don't you go ahead and give us some context on this? Yeah. So, Wally, directed by Andrew Stanton and written by Andrew Stanton. How do uh, I know who- that name? He is the guy who wrote Finding Nemo. Oh, yeah. He he was one of the sort of the first uh, guys really at Pixar, and he is sort of the guy who was at the meeting that all the little Pixar execs had at the time when it started in 1994. So this was with John Lasseter, Pete Doctor, and this is where Wally gets started because in the summer of 1994. All three of those guys have a lunch and it's to come up with a load of ideas for Pixar films at this cafe. And they're just writing and sketching on all the napkins and all these kind of like pieces of paper they've just brought with them. And they come up with several films, Toy Story 2, cool. A Bug's Life. I don't know if Toy Story 2 considers a, a, a fresh idea. Let's do oh, that, no, mo- but they just have that movie we ideas. did and let's do it again. <laughs> yeah, but I, I, do, uh, I, do, I do like this. Yeah, but but sorry, you said two. A Bug's Life. A Bug's Life. Which is terribly, terribly underrated film. Oh, I agree. Bug's I Life agree. is terribly underrated. I can't help it. Oh, I it's love so it. It's so beautiful. Pretend it's a rock, okay? It's <laughs> <laughs> a good movie. I can't wait to see that one. Yeah, same. Because that was usually my barometer. I used to argue there's more film, Pixar films. I'd argue that it's in the top half. Yes. And people were always like, no, no, it's lower than that. I'm like, no, no, it's, it's a top half Pixar film. Absolutely. So, Ethan, sorry. Uh, Monsters, Inc., which... Again, top half picks up film. Yeah, I think film. we can agree on. Oh, it's it's fantastic. Yeah, uh, Finding Nemo and then Wally. So Wally's been in the like in the production can since like ninety four. What a lunch! Yeah, I know. Can you imagine if they're like, nah, I brought tuna salad instead? Although <laughs> <laughs> in Hollywood, it's what you do, you go for meetings and get lunch. But like to sit down and pretty much chart like half a decade, and either, the idea that you had sequels, and yeah, they all suck, except for the Toy Story ones, but you know what I mean? Like, mm. But to go, like, here's like 15, if you add them together, here's I mean, 10, 15 years of Pixar that's content? That's about 10 years, because yeah. Bugs Life is yeah. 98, yeah. I think, or 99, it's something and like then that. that's 
all the way up to Wally, which is 2008. So you've got like a full decade of, wow. of Pixar films. And that's without Car, it's without Ratatouille and like maybe one or two others. So it's a decent slog of like the, the roster for, for that portion of and they're all, their career. And they're all quality. So imagine, yeah. if, I'd, imagine yeah. if I'd have gone for lunch the following day. <laughs> They'd come up with like <laughs> Jim the drunk. <laughs> I've had gone for lunch all week. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh, it would have been a uh, thing about going for lunch. That would have been their movie. It's just a movie about <laughs> going for lunch. <laughs> sorry, if I keep derailing your context. Uh, yeah, no, it's all it's it's all good. So they come up with the idea for it. Uh, Finding Nemo gets released, and usually when like a director does a Pixar film, they take maybe like a six month, seven month break from doing anything because that's sort of their their standards. You do the big film, and you can relax with with your achievement, your accomplishment. And he went, "No, I'm going to do Wally." And he does. He spends seven months of what should have been his break creating his pitch for Wally. And he was like, "I came up with this idea of the saddest robot in the world because he has to clean trash. He's like the lowest." part of the totem pole and then he was like now i need to work backwards and figure out why he's cleaning trash Mm. so then he does everything like that he speaks to a load of different uh sort of people for advice he speaks to nasa he speaks to um oh who else was it um like a load of people from apple as well because he wanted their sleek designs of people like eve and also just to use their sound clips yep um he gets a bomb detecting robot to help uh come up with like the movements and the physicality and all this kind of stuff and pixar go yeah we like the idea in 1994 could have just asked us then i'm pretty sure he was inspired by short circuit just throwing oh, which that out there um short circuit was a film uh, that starred a robot who had been created and he somehow it's such a stupid premise it is but <laughs> I, I believe in the i know in the second one it starred my favorite uh lord montague and sir toby belch um oh wow oh, yeah, yeah yeah brian dennehy yeah it did yeah so brian dennehy plays opposite this robot who's just sort of like he looks like a taller version of wally but rather than be like a box he's just like a steel frame but the but the, the, the headpiece the is head almost piece. identical and the fact and that the he tracks. runs on on like caterpillar tracks yeah and he was Very just similar. designed to like help beat up bad guys and say things like you are really starting to piss me off <laughs> and it was just like these little like urkel-esque sound bites that would pop the audience but there is a similarity maybe we'll do a side-by-side on the twitter Very page similar. so people can see it because it really is remarkable and ali sheedy from the breakfast club was in the first one really yeah didn't know that with steve gutenberg i believe Mm. oh not the goot the goot (laughs) as a kid i love the goot i really can't stand the goot (laughs) yeah i don't think i don't think that's a really weird sentence just can we just have that like as a kid i I loved the goot Can we is this, is this, like, is this the Canadian version of goat? Not, yeah. Tom, Tom Brady's the goat. <laughs> the goot. He's the goot. So, yeah. We've got the goot and the oost. <laughs> so, um, on a side note, I'm just going to bring this up because it literally just came across some feedback on Jurassic Park from It Goes Down in the PM. Sounds good. Who said, you're right. I just rewatched Jurassic Park. How does the dinosaur get in that car? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I know, right? <laughs> I have no idea. Maybe Wally helped open the door. <laughs> uh, Ethan, if you want to go ahead back with your context. Yeah, so Wally's now in production and they've realized they haven't got a name. So they have three ideas okay the first two of the scrap ones it was either trash planet oh no Whoa. or out there 
Wow. Mm, that is a Yeah. <laughs> and then it was Wally. And Wally was going to have one L. And they went, we can't do isn't that. There, isn't there a rapper? W-A-L-E, Wally? Wally? I'm sure there is a rapper, W-A-L-E, Wally. Maybe. There's a film. Oh, if someone out there has any sort of Photoshop things, can you remove Wally and put the rapper Wally on that? Because I would love to see that. If anybody out there has that skill set, please, please, please. So, yeah, they, they do that, and they're like, oh, no, we, don't, we can't call it that because people might think it's called Whale. <laughs> so they spend a shit you know two months trying to come up with a new name for Wally until someone just goes, do you guys ever think about giving him a second L? <laughs> <laughs> and it went no none of us did so then we get wally oh, and the hyphen right yeah it's oh, w-a-l-l hyphen e so it stops you from going wally you don't want to because a wally is kind of a thing here isn't it yeah don't be a wally yeah. where does wally. wally come from what is it what's it intended to mean well, oh, in the movie. It, is, it, is, it does say. It does say. Uh, waste allocation yeah, no, load lifter earth class. But I didn't know whether wall, but they, I didn't know whether they used it to fit around a word rather than make up I a I think word. it's supposed to fit around the name Wally. Like, you know, where's Wally or Waldo to our American traits? Well, he seems like, he just makes him seem like a bit of a loser. His name is Wally. Yeah. You know, it's a very yeah. sad sounding name, but he's W, a, the wah, 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 you know, it's, it's a sad like sound. A losery yeah. kind of name. There's some, he, fr- he, there's some he, free English for you here. <laughs> he brings trash in. He's like a trash dude and he's all grimy and dirty. Yeah. Like, it's very sad, lonesome. His best friend is a cockroach it's, it's, inside of a Twinkie. It's, it's, it's like if Ross Geller, like, <laughs> didn't have the rest of the friends and just wanted to go, hi. <laughs> I'm Ross. I'm Gelly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then he meets Rachel <laughs> and then he's cool again Ethan? so yeah production's underway and they've come up with their design for Wally and this is done uh, mainly by Angus McLean who's an animator for the for the film I thought you'd like that name. That's a great thought. <laughs> it's Angus. Yeah, he's not really Scott. Angus McLean. All right, fair enough. He's here to fight for Brave's hand. <laughs> Unite the clans. <laughs> Angus from the clan of Wally. Was there, um, there was an Angus in Brave, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. I'm sure yeah, there yeah, was. Yeah. yeah, I think it was it's Angus. The weedy yeah, was, it was, was, was it Angus McIntosh? Was that it? Or were those yeah. two different Something like that. Yeah. One, of the, one of the triplets called Angus. Oh, I don't know. There's definitely an it's Angus, and there's Angus. definitely a Macintosh. So, <laughs> yeah, excellent. So, yeah, Angus, uh, he he begins to do the construction and design for Wally. And I said before we recorded, I have a Lego Wally next to me, and this would be a, a little tease for Context Corner. He builds Wally out of Lego to try and get, like, the movements and ideas of how he'd naturally and realistically move without being sort of uh, hindered by real-world... Uh, movement ability. Mm-hmm. Cool. So all of the designs of Wally are done in real life using Lego bricks because they had like the perfect cuboid design for him. And then ten years later, uh, McLean would then go on to partner with Lego to make an actual Lego Wally set. That That's cool. From, made of the same build technique that he did for the film itself. Work smarter, not harder. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Really cool. Uh, and then there's just like a couple more sort of casting things. This is the smallest cast of any Pixar film because most of it is one guy 
Ben Burt, who you may know, well, I say you may know, he's the sound designer for most of the uh, Star Wars films. Oh, really? He's, yeah, he does the voices for like R2-D2, BB-8, and the new ones. Uh, he makes all of the sound effects and all uh, that manner of like imp- important parts for all the Star Wars films and like a load of other things as well. Um, so uh, Andrew Stanton went to him and said, I need you not only to do the special effects sounds for my film, I need you to be 80% of my cast. Wow. And that for is, this yeah. film alone, he did 2,400 special effects sounds. Wow. Ellie. Ellie. Angus is, <laughs> Angus is the horse in Brave. <laughs> oh, the horse. <laughs> now I've got this idea of this horse building a Lego Wally. It just gets, it just gets better. <laughs> it does. All right. Uh, so yeah, that's the highest amount of sound effects he used, all unique. Uh, the most that he did for a Star Wars film was half of that. So all of these are individually done. To be fair, when there's not much dialogue, you need some oh, effects. Yeah. They so, spent like yeah. a whole year just to get the sounds right for like how some of the characters would speak in quotations. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and then after that, the only cast they really had was um, we have... Oh, God, I can't... Uh, like John Ratzenberger? Sort of the, yeah, John Ratzenberg, some of the other humans... Um, Otto, the robot, is just a Macintosh from, like, a Macintosh. Oh, really? Uh, or, yeah, kind of like how um, Siri's used in some films yep. uh, nowadays. So just like an automated, automated speech program, and you just, okay, that's cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Eva is voiced by Alyssa Knight, who was just a Pixar employee, kind of like with Edna Mode, where she was just used as, like, a template for whoever they wanted to be the actress's yeah. voice. And they went, Ah no, this is perfect. This is exactly what we need. No one can match that. And then she she got the the job, kind of like the guy who voices Linguini in a uh, Ratatouille. Okay, yeah, cool. Uh, kind of like what was it Dougie Doug all the way back to our episode on Cool Runnings? How his job was just to read opposite everybody else in the auditions, and then they went, oh, he's the best, then they give it to him. Eddie, Eddie Murphy's not taking the role. If Eddie Murphy had done that, Georgia, instead of Haunted Mansion, better Disney film. Yeah, Dougie Doug could have done Eddie Murphy's role in Haunted Mansion. Dougie but... Doug in that role, oh, it, w- it would have been ridiculous, but I would have, I would have preferred it. Feel the rhythm, feel the, the rhyme. rhyme. Come on, guys, it's real estate time. Yeah. Are you dead? We're all dead. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else you got? Uh, that's pretty much everything that's needed for beforehand. Everything else I can sort of say along the way. It's just some some fun facts. All right. Cool. So uh, let's begin. We start with some planetary porn. It just looks. It's just phenomenal. Oh, yeah. um, the the way they're able to lens render lens flare. Yeah, lens flare in an animated film. Animated lens flare. And oh. I think J.J. Abrams might have been a consultant. And so you had, <laughs> but I'll say this, like they generate, anytime they went to space, and we'll talk about it more when they go back to it, but it just looked great. Mm. And everything looks majestic. And we have the song, is it Out There? What's the name of the song here? Uh, out There from Hello Dolly, yeah. I believe. Hello Dolly, yeah. And it's, it's, it's wonderful, and it's kind of majestic, and it gets the idea of you're out in space. And then we zoom through into Earth, and we get into the atmosphere. And it's all just like that bad. Like whenever there's like a desolate, like post-apocalyptic land, there's always this wind, even though it's a city. 
and like it's it's like it's a deserted desert i'm like there's still buildings up and there's still pot like, it would stop the wind but you have that wind sound and then all of a sudden you kind of see the haze everywhere and you see why well, I, I thought originally were smokestacks but it's the piles of garbage yeah. everywhere he's created and um the song then becomes diegetic because it's being played from a little like speaker in our titular character whale wally yeah so um and we meet wally and he's adorable and how is this possible i know it's the eyes it is isn't it how they're not straight how they're kind of like leaned down a little bit so it comes up into an arc yeah oh he's so cute makes it more human and and he's he just he sounds cute as well everything that like every noise he makes is just is so cute and it's important that visually he's so expressive because he's not going to say much no and so we need to know what he's feeling and um, B&L, Bare Naked Ladies should have an issue with this because they're known as B&L around the world. <laughs> uh, but B&L are, uh, it seems like they took over the world. Like, like it's, we'll get to it maybe a little bit more when we get on the space station, but it looks like a giant Walmart. It does. Has been it? like yeah. eradicated and all that's left is garbage everywhere. And he's literally like, driving over, driving, walking, it's not walking, dri- <laughs> I guess driving is the right word. He's yeah, moving yeah. over money. He's like trampling it. Yeah, there's this money just laying around. Because it means nothing. Because it means nothing. And then I went, and they're oh, by and large boxes as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing. We're gonna we're gonna totally see that when it gets to the end. Well, not the end, the middle. Um, and then we have the idea that some of these buildings are just cubes of trash that he's yeah. built, almost like, almost like pyramids, but like of like waste. Mm-hmm. It's, it it would be majestic if it wasn't so sad. Or even skyscrapers. Yeah. At one point, you see one of the the heaps. <laughs> leaning on top of another yeah. skyscraper, which is quite cool, how that in- integrates. Yeah, and so it's just a lot of this sort of stuff, and um, he looks all alone. So, you know, it's not even the fact that he's the lowest man of a totem pole. We don't see anything else, save for, you know, his uh, handy pet cockroach. But you see a lot of broken wallies, don't you? You see some run-down broken wallies, and he's not. He's kind of cannibalistic. Yeah, he's kind of harvesting yeah. the best parts yeah. to save himself. I mean, they're not going to use them, so might as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and so he needs an upgrade. Hey, perfect time for it. And he steals the tracking, the Caterpillar track or something, off another broken Wally unit. And uh, we find that Wally is, as Ethan said, waste allocation load lifter earth class. Wally. Yeah, I think they came up with a name and then added the bits after. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a bit rough, isn't it? <laughs> it just. Um, and the earth is far too crowded, and we have this sort of on these smart screens, sort of digitally playing in the sky. How the place still has electricity, I don't really know, but we're just going to look past that, I guess. I'm going to say solar power, but that's... Oh, that might be possible, yeah. I mean, he's solar power, so it wouldn't... I wouldn't put it past him. We have have an interesting message from Fred Willard. Yeah. Who was... He's he's dead. He just died in the last couple of years. But uh, he was most recently, I believe, in... At least something that I saw, he was in Space Force on Netflix. He was Steve Carell's dad in that. He's also Phil Dunphy's father on Modern Family. See, I I mainly know him as Phil's dad in that. And I knew him all the way back on Roseanne. He played part of a gay couple with Martin Mull. Martin Mull and Fred Willard, and they were like bosses of Roseanne's or something like that. It's a very funny guy, played off-the-wall, comedic, but heartwarming characters. And I went, ah, it's, it's Fred Willard. <laughs> like Fred Willard. And we get told that you need to go five years away from Earth so we can clean it up. And you're looking around going, was anybody else who saw it the first time going, five years? 
Yeah, that's a lot longer. Actually, than am, I, am I the only one? For, this is my, the only one whose first time it was, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. So I was going five years. This yeah, feels off. Yeah, just a bit. But they gave it that. And <laughs> Two week look then. And and, and, yeah, and and then we go ahead, and I'm reminded of another thing, not just Johnny Five, because Wally wants to be where the people are. He's yeah. got a little part of their world sequence as he goes back to his home, because he's got gizmos and gadgets aplenty. He has. He even has a little dingle amused. hopper. Even has a what? Dingle hopper. Because he's got a wizard. He's got a spork. He's a spork. Yeah. A spork. <laughs> I love yeah. that. Right. He doesn't know which one to put it in, but the spoon or the fork. <laughs> I have here. I have here. I've, got, I've, got, I've got a Rubik's Cube and a great spork joke. <laughs> <laughs> and Pixar, they just love themselves a spork, don't they? They do, don't they? They do. Who thought they'd revisit it later on? <laughs> <laughs> they went, oh, yeah, I think what's they that have thing a... from Wally? What, the robot? No! <laughs> The spork. <laughs> That's our next great. Uh, like I've been at better lunches than this. Let's go. Like, Monsters Inc. That. No, the spork. Like his, his whole thing is just looking at the table, going, "What could be a film?" Really I really liked I'd... how he got the um, like little cassette or video out of the toaster as well. Yes. Yeah. Is that like an old VHS tape? Is that what that was, or is no, it like an it... audio cassette? Well, it looked like an audio cassette, but then a video yeah. started playing a minute later, so I guess it was probably a video okay. And so, uh, another thing, Wally, and it way predates it, but it kind of was, if, over here in England, we have a, um, we have a, a, a rather high-end shop called John Lewis. Yes, we do. And they do a Christmas advert every year. Mm-hmm. And so Wally is watching, what's the, what's the music? I love the fact they use like real live action film footage in this yeah is that also hello dolly or is that something else yeah yeah yeah, the whole thing the whole thing's hello dolly because i found out the uh, composer of this his dad wrote the music for hello dolly so i think that might have also been an inspiration as well and so um he sees these couple who's holding hands and wally kind of has like a monty the penguin moment as he watches (laughs) it's so sweet which one monty the penguin or this both okay <laughs> question is i'm gonna be cynical i love this film but this can't be the first time he's seen that maybe it's the first maybe it gets to him or maybe he does this all the time maybe. i don't know maybe maybe this is not it's just our first exposure to him but maybe he's always doing this i think he's always doing it yeah <sighs> that's his own little world isn't it? that's even more so yeah and he just yeah. wants someone to hold their hand he wants he wants love he just wants contact he wants contact yeah. Um, who doesn't in this day and age right yeah, now yeah <laughs> you said that and so he then goes he then gets a warning that there's a dust storm coming and so he goes to close the door on his little like I don't know storage container but he waits for a second so the cockroach can come in and I'm like well it's nice that he has someone yeah even, he's got nobody even a cockroach is now his friend yeah because everyone always complains the, about the cockroach. The cockroach is the only living thing like that's left because yeah. that is a, very much a trope. Well, that, that's the thing, right? What, what's going to survive? What's going to survive an apocalypse? It'll be the cockroaches. cockroaches. Yeah. yeah, and the Twinkies. Yes, and mm. shit. I thought that was really funny, actually. And then I've gotten my notes here. Mornings, am I right? Because he wakes up and he's like, "Where are my? Where's my shoes? <laughs> I need to put on my my caterpillar shoes." And he's like almost out of power. And this is where you find that he's solar powered. And there's this great shot where he's got like one of those like three-dimensional mirror things that you hold yeah. underneath and like flash <laughs> yourself and then when he um when he powers up i've got to be convinced with what ethan said this has got to be like an apple computer startup sound yeah this is an apple mac sound because remember uh pixel was like an off-brand of apple yes they were founded by mm. steve jobs and steve jobs tried to unload it was trying really hard to unload it during the uh yeah, yeah. ellie does your because you have a mac does your computer make the sound when it starts up 
It does. Oh, that's cool. That is cool. I'm going to download that as a, as a sound effect and let, and let my, my, my Windows PC play it. When I was younger, I didn't have any Apple Mac stuff in my house. So one time I was at my friend's and his Mac made that sound and went, hey, it's the Wally sound. <laughs> <laughs> Where did you download that from? Yeah. Um, and so he does some scavenging and he finds a bra. Which is fun enough. Yeah. This is how I put my bras on every morning. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> Wally seems to be somewhat entertained by it. Yeah. Yeah. I could. I could. For him. I, I. I could imagine they're fun to play with. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they sure are, bra. <laughs> oh, and then I love this. He finds an engagement ring, looks at the ring, throws it out, and plays with the box. Like oh, I'm keeping that. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and then he finds a seedling inside this. Like he sort of uses a laser, which he only remembers he has it like half the time that he yeah, could use it. Now and then. But he goes ahead, he finds, and there's a seedling. I was like, oh. And he takes that, and it's in a, is it already in the boot? Or no, does he, he put it in a boot? In, puts it in no, the boot. he puts it in the yeah. boot. Okay. Yeah. What's, what's that, a boot? <laughs> um, and so then uh, he runs back to his home, and then there's like a laser pointer that he chases after, which made this feel like it was 2001 and not 2008. <laughs> and, but I, I can't really understand. Once we find out what the laser pointer is, is sourced by i don't understand the laser pointer anymore no because because mm-hmm. it looks like someone's like f-ing with them that does doesn't it but then it's like no like it's, it's a spaceship landing but then there wouldn't be this one random one moving when he gets to it, no, it wouldn't. but no. this is like when you play with a cat with a laser pointer <laughs> and you make it run around yeah. <laughs> see i thought this was supposed to be like this was like the scout laser pointer trying to find somewhere for the rocket ship to land and because rolly kept chasing it it had to keep finding somewhere else to land I don't know. Well, I thought it was. Because it gave up then and went, yeah, I just land on him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's a spaceship, and Wally tries to hide and then comes out. I've got another being, what, another robot. I don't know what they call it. Another, I guess another robot, another mm-hmm. drone. Uh, and I've got, before I knew anything, my first note, this looks like something from the Apple Store. <laughs> it's the first thing I've written down. Well, there we are. This thing is searching for something, but can't find it, which again feels like me at the Apple Store. <laughs> and uh, oh, I miss the Apple Store. <laughs> I just I've missed, never been in one. I just missed. Oh, it looks so clean. It's such. Uh, it's, it looks clean. It's really minimalistic. It's a oh, giant glass cube. I have, but I have it's like walked so much expensive thing. It's like super intimidating to go into it, though. Well, I've never been it there. doesn't help that they call their employees geniuses. I'm here to they tell you. They, sit there like, they ain't geniuses. <laughs> no, they're not. No. Yeah, no. no. Uh, and so uh, the rocket takes off again and leaves this this other robot behind. And I've just got to say, the animation is outstanding in this oh, film. Oh, it so is. It's animation, so music, good. like all of it is an amazing combination. Yeah. Mm. yeah. But in this part especially, I'm like, the animation, wow. I don't know. How, wow. Everything he's been doing. And what they do with light Oh, especially yeah. when he's and flames and uh, yeah oh flame jeez we'll get to that but yeah wow they mm. made a robot seem angelic in its movements and it's incredible yeah mm-hmm. and so i've got my notes fly the friendly skies because mm-hmm. this other robot is so graceful and the score is so graceful oh. underneath mm-hmm. it it sort of is a prelude to the sort of scene we'll get later on in the film yeah where there's more flying around and Wally makes the smallest of moves, and this thing turns into like savage. Yeah. <laughs> and it, 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 now, uh, it's uh, like a Terminator, isn't it? <laughs> it is. It's like quick now, on the draw. Like clearly, I think we're supposed to infer that Wally is a boy robot, and that Eve, as we later find out, is a girl robot. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Like, even before there's any, it's just clear throughout the designs, you know, Wally's kind of blocky and and square, whereas Mm. Eve's very very sleek. Sleek, yeah. Yeah. And 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 he's pursuing her. Yeah. (sighs) Sorry, go ahead, Jordan. Said at least they didn't give her boobs. That is the go-to for most... What, most, space, like, bad, bad space cartoons with the Jetsons and things like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and so um, Wally survives. Now, she shoots this block and it like turns to like molten like rock that's flaming. Yeah. And thank God he's like crouching behind it and shaking. Like, thank God he survives that. But then, uh, remember that though for later. And then and was, his first thought is just, what a woman. What a woman. Like, <laughs> it was just, if this was short circuit, he'd be, he would go, what a woman. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> hubba hubba. That would be literally what he would say. <laughs> and, his, and his eyes would be going, his <laughs> <laughs> little chest flap thing would keep like going up and down. Absolutely. That's funny. And then it tries to take out the cockroach. And, uh, the cockroach, of course, survives the blast because, of course, it does, yeah. right? And then it laughs at the cockroach. So I guess, and the cockroach laughs back. So I guess we're supposed to think this thing is all right. Yeah. This other one. And Wally makes a noise and then it blows up the stack of tires. But this time when it blows it up, it just sort of like moves the tires. Yeah. And I'm like, what happened to that bit where you turn like rock into lava like five seconds She's ago? She's got different modes. Yeah, it's different fine. modes. It's like shoot, like switch to the co- kill or like <laughs> you're not You're not suggesting Eve's got mood swings or anything here, are you, Josh? <laughs> no, I'm saying she's got different abilities. And so um, it seems Wally and, and this other one understand each other. And there's this test that it's been doing where it's sort of analyzes something and it keeps it keeps coming back red and obviously this 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 other robot is looking for something yeah something but much like bono it still hasn't found what it's looking for (laughs) and so then we have another the song is it it hold me close the song is it now yeah yeah is this from hello i'm assuming everything i'm going to hear is from hello dolly no this is just the oh i don't know who sings it but it's not from hello dolly oh this is an original song is it okay Oh, no, 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 it's not an original song. It's like oh. a, not like a Pixar song. It's just like a, just another a piece song of song. song that they've used. Yeah. Okay. It's the one that's like, hold me close and hold me tight. Oh, that, oh that's it. Yeah. Yeah, that one. We said it felt very sleepless in Seattle. It did, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's very rom com y. Speaking of which, you can listen to our rom com roundtable. <laughs> I think that was setting us up to, to, for them to fall in love. Well, I, I think, think, I think we're already thinking it's going to happen, yeah. but I think this acts as a montage of yeah, sort of yeah, yeah. the relationship developing. That's right. Because uh, this other robot is just going about their business, and Wally's like pretending he's doing his job, <laughs> but then it's like, soon as she turns around, he's like, ah. Oh. <laughs> you know, big like cartoon eye, uh, hearts coming out from his eyes and all that stuff. Oh. And uh, Wally's in love, and then Wally makes his move, and he like like sidles up and gets closer. And closer, and all he's missing is the yawn and the stretch. <laughs> yeah, and he does the little whistle as well. He does. And then he coughs, and it sounds like a kazoo. <laughs> <laughs> and they exchange names, and he is as Wally, and hers Wally? is eventually Eve. We have to go through a few different um, a few different languages before we get there. Oh, fun fact with this. Um, so it's like actual languages, and then one of the languages that she uses is Hutties from Star Wars, because Ben Burt did all of the uh, sound design. That's ah, cool. That is very cool. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. it's 24 <laughs> minutes in before we get any dialogue. Yes. Yeah. So. And this is like, they don't even class this as like dialogue dialogue. No, no, no. It's just it's just a name, yeah. directive, and then names. 
And so, like, I'll say this. Like, Tom Hanks went longer. Well, I guess he was talking to someone. Well, not, not really. Not until we get Wilson. So he goes for about longer than that in Castaway on an island. But this was pretty close. I was, I was pretty, pretty enraptured with this. Yeah. Uh, then we get Sandstorm 2.0, and he takes her back to his place. He's, 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 he's dreaming big here. He is, isn't he? <laughs> and uh, I've got, he's a stud. <laughs> I forgot that I wrote that. And he's got one of those fish that I don't know if anybody knows someone who's got one of these. These are big in North America. Oh, I hate these, so these stupid fish that you mount on the wall, then someone walks by them and then, like, it starts singing, like, Don't oh, Worry, Be Happy yeah, yeah, or something yeah. like that. We, we had them We had a Christmas one. Did you? Yeah. Big Mouth Billy Bass. We had a Christmas one, and I think it sung, I think it sung Jingle Bells or something like that. But it was my, my, as a child, as a young child, it was my favorite thing in the entire world. I think because it has a weird texture. If you touch, if okay. you ever touched a Billy Big Mouth, like, they're weird, <laughs> but they're like a rubbery, like, moving and obviously because it's a really old animatronic in it it kind of just goes even if it's not switched on and it just it it absolutely enthralled me so to see one (laughs) in a film i was like that's great and so um he's got an eye out because she like like sends him flying into the roof of his container yeah uh because i think he went for a move again or something like that they they oh, started dancing. Yeah. There's a thing first, yeah, because we have bubble wrap. He starts bringing out all the stuff. The bubble wrap is cool. So the bubble wrap, uh, the Rubik's cube, yeah. a light bulb, some cassette tapes, which she clearly unwinds. He's got like get, like the pencil and like rewind yeah, it back yeah, up. Yeah. And they have like a bit of a dance contest, yeah. And so uh, they bond over fire. Because yeah. out comes the lighter, and then comes the flame. We have this cool focus pull. It's which, amazing, isn't it? In a digital perspective, we don't yeah. need to do a focus pull. It's an interesting, like, it's a really good choice. Yeah. It's and, not the first time they do it. They did it in the Hold Me Close thing as well, when, like, he's being chased by yeah. the uh, by the trolleys, and they have this really nice, like, artificial, not artificial, like, manual zoom, like, as if it's, like, a chase thing. Oh, I love it. Yeah. It's done so well. Mm-hmm. And so um, my question was, they both kind of go, ooh, fire. And I'm like... Is this really a good idea, Pixar, for a children's movie? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Stare at the fire's good. <laughs> but this is think- me around a lighter, to be fair. Is, oh, okay. It is. I have, I have a terrifying. Zippo, and it is exactly what I just sit and go, hee. Uh, and Wally. I just flip it open and closed. Wally wants to hold hands, and uh, during the fire, he makes his move. And um, then Wally brings over the seedling, and Eve is overjoyed. Um, I was just thinking, do you think the flame thing is a throwback to when we were cavemen and we're like, ooh, flame, and they're trying to symbolize um, humanity about them? But there's also the whole thing of, like, they're supposed to represent Adam and Eve. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, uh, Just a thought. Uh, 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 Yeah, it could be. Yeah. Yeah. Because they reacted to the fire like... Like a like a somebody from a caveman time would react. Well, it's a, it's the only kind of natural thing left on Earth, other than the plant, isn't it? Like, there's nothing else mm. uh, that's not super. Techn- if, it, if you're going to go back to the building blocks of of humanity, yeah, it's going to be important. Yeah, yeah, I guess big time. Um, and so she takes the seed inside. 
<laughs> no pun intended. And she instantly knows she's pregnant because <laughs> the test comes back green. <laughs> and then she rests. Yes. And then we have a montage, and like it's it's of him very much. She's the pregnant woman, and he is the the, the guy who's taking care of her. Yeah. So like we have the shot of them out on this like. Um, I don't know. It's like a modern day Simba's Pride Rock thing, looking over the city of such, and you can it's on see top of where he lives, isn't it? Yeah, I think yeah. it's so hot you can see like the heat waves, yeah, which to do that digitally, wow. Uh, and we see him taking care because she kind of goes into shutdown mode while she's, I guess, waiting for the spaceship to come back. Yeah, but she's just shutting down so nothing can happen to the seed, I suppose. And um, then. Sorry, one second. And then Wall, Wally takes care of Eve during this kind of gestation period. He like holds like a, like an umbrella over her and just takes care of her. And gets um, lightning struck on him twice. Yeah. And then sure enough, he leaves her alone to go to work for one day. And isn't that isn't that when her spaceship shows up? Typical. Hop. Typical. Chase. Yeah. I'm like, this tired old story again. <laughs> but By even the way, then when he's doing it, he looks so disinterested. Like when we've seen him like making his little blocks before he has almost joy in him but he's just like uh doing the job i guess not really that interested it was it was really sad working nine to five (laughs) um and so my favorite might have been oh wally does go to hold hands with her (laughs) yeah (laughs) i don't want to turn this into an almost famous discussion but i am kind of going now wally she's got to be conscious (laughs) yeah Yep. You know, this isn't obviously a sexual thing. Far from it. No, no, no. But there is an idea. I, I think there's still a message in here of you want this, but it needs to be given willfully. Yeah. Not something you just try to. Now he's learning. And it's, uh, I, I don't know. I think it was just he was just trying to reenact um, certain things. And I don't know. Again, showing a bit. Of I imagine it felt empty to him because it wasn't reciprocated in the way that he that he, that he wants. And that was an interesting sort of motif to keep coming back to this kind of idea of the, the hand holding and what that means. Uh, and my favorite might have been when they play Pong together because he's got like a score of like 7,085. 9,999. Wasn't that? And she's got zero. <laughs> yeah. um, and then we well, go sort of a storm, sandstorm coming and she gets taken by a rocket ship and we see five other Eves in the um, cargo hold, I suppose. And we pan down, and Wally's just hanging on to the side of the rocket, and it leaves the cockroach behind. I could have done with the cockroach coming on board. Yeah. I, could yeah, have done. I liked the cockroach. I thought. Because I didn't think he was coming back. I thought there may have been some <laughs> opportunities for humor if you had the cockroach around. Yeah. Because I think a lot of the laughs stop around here. I think yeah. you replace, because he's sort of like the, let's say, non speaking sidekick. They're all non speaking characters, <laughs> but like. I think you replace him as the sidekick with, uh, I think his name's Mo, the little cleany dude. The little cleany guy, yeah. Yeah, he then becomes like that surrogate, surrogate sort of non-speaking side character. Yeah, you're, you're right. Uh, I would have loved I to see them team up, though. Humor. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. I think I think Mo adds a lot of the humor in the second part that the cockroach gave, but he doesn't give that kind of connection with Wally. Yeah. Because the cockroach is like, I mean, the cockroach kind of like wriggles under his suit or whatever and like tickles him and stuff yeah. and it's like it's clear he's like his little friend what would happen whereas if, yeah mo the robot is like 
oh my god you made a mess yeah <laughs> yeah like what would happen if he's like going like should i go up the garbage chute and he looks at the cockroach i was like mm, 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 mm. and he goes i'm gonna like not to say i'm gonna do it <laughs> that would have been fun it would have been, been fun i would just love to see how my would react to like the most dirtiest creature in existence after wally <laughs> Uh, Could you imagine trying to clean up clean up a clock? (laughs) Could you imagine trying to clean up a cockroach? One too many beers. (laughs) One too many beers. (laughs) Got a little bit tongue 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 twister. Yes. Um, And so we get a celestial montage, and this is fantastic. So we get the moon with like the moon landing gear, the American flag, and all all that. that. That's a nice little throw. The sun. And then it has. Then it's like welcome to BNL's like next place on the moon. I liked it when he's got like the rings of the planet and he like touches it and it like comes off a little bit. And in reality, that's like oh, sharded yeah. glass and it's gonna like, like <laughs> sharded ice. Like it's not gonna be this lovely thing, but it was a nice visual. And the Milky Way, which would not be visible in that perspective, but it's okay. It's, it's, it's a kid's movie. And in short, we're not in Kansas anymore. And then we see a mothership space station, as Ethan said, B and L. The bare naked ladies hanging out. The Axiom. The Axiom. Yeah. I wonder if some, I don't know what the word axiom means. I know, you know, axiom can be like a catch, not a catchphrase, but like a, mon, a mantra or a belief system. Because uh, Phil Davison, one of my all-time great political speakers, uh, believed in, <laughs> in, 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 <laughs> in the action while politics are local. So uh, that's the only time I really ever heard the word axiom being used in like regular uh, conversation. And so... It is... In classical philosophy, an axiom is a statement that is so evident or well-established that it is accepted without controversy or question. Excellent. Oh, that's interesting. It's accepted without question. Oh, yeah. Mm. We're going all one division on this. We're going all philosophy yes. on this. <laughs> um, uni at the uni degree at the moment is philosophy, and I don't like it. I need some help oh, with it. Oh, I agree there. I hate philosophy. <laughs> I love philosophy, so yeah. Um, and so the ships, I don't know, I didn't like this middle section. So Eve's contaminated 16%, Wally's 100% because he's a dirty, dirty boy. Um, the <laughs> ships, around in trashing. The ship's got lots of buy and large or buy and low. What's it called? Buy, is it buy and large? Uh, yeah, buy, buy and large. large. Buy and large. Oh, buy and large. That's funny. Uh, <laughs> around it. Yeah. And this like middle section is just like a futuristic spaceship, nothing to declare. Yeah. Like, you know, those shows that are on, like, Channel 5, where it's like, you know, they go to New Zealand or Australia or Canada, and we're like, this person tries to bring in some coffee, but they didn't declare it on their sheet. Let's watch Officer Sydney as she questions and see if they can find out what all the buzz is about. Do you have anything to declare? No. <laughs> it's actually cocaine. And, Whoa. And, Whoa. and then we just, she goes, I think it might be cocaine. And you look at her shocked face. And they go, now we're here with Officer Luke down at the mail distribution. <laughs> How's it going, Luke? I hate my life. All right. <laughs> but it's always got that dramatic dun. Yeah. <laughs> and so um, then we see the humans and they're all obese and they're all sedentary, which I love that I got to use as a word. I don't think I've ever used that word before. Sedentary means they don't move. I hate this life. Oh, it was. Ugh. Oh, I and watched the, this while on a recliner and I felt so self-conscious <laughs> the entire time. And they're all drinking like B&L mega gulps uh, as they do it. And John Ratzenberger falls out of his chair. I love John Ratzenberger. <laughs> Instantly I went, oh, I know this. And he can't get up. He's so not used to doing anything for himself. So the only question I have is how are they procreating? 
Yeah. I don't want to know. It's, it's surely it's got to be some sort of like it, I think in a lab. It's just literally like lab created. It's got to be yeah. lab created I think because it's, the, it's specimens and then into a lab and then there's babies. How they're learning to talk, I don't really fully know. I guess there's that that child thing, but how they learn to engage or anything at all. I don't want this life. (laughs) You can't get up. Robots do everything, too. And um, he goes, well, he's going, Eva? And he goes, no, John. And I'm like, yeah, it is John. John Ratzenberger. Well done. That's cool. It's funny how they're all being brainwashed when they're looking at the screen. Yeah. And until he's Mm. broken away from the screen that he starts having a mind of his own. And Yeah. And they get told, try blue. It's the new red. And so everybody else turns blue, but John's been broken. His spell, having a meaningful conversation. It just takes one, it turns yeah. out. And you're 100% sort of okay. And so um, as Wally continues, he runs into uh, a woman on, like, the shuttle of some sort. And he accidentally yeah. disconnects her from her feed for a moment. And she's like, oh, it's okay. And she's really kind of interested in him. And she... It was clear that they became the two red people amongst a sea of blue. That was helpful for me. I could clearly distinguish, yeah. oh, I know these two. Because they all look the same. Yep. Yeah. Um, and they're all, like, so obese, they, like, can't even, like, get their feet onto the floor. Like, that's rough. And so uh, I've got a mind out similar to Ethan. All the humans are addicted to their screens. And I'm told this is bad. But I do this while typing on my laptop while watching Wally on my big screen and see Twitter notifications <laughs> for the podcast on my phone. And then I realize that Disney's telling me that commercialism is bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's so painfully ironic. I love it because we're watching this sort of almost anti-capitalist thing and anti-establishment like on the service, <sighs> which is now becoming one of the biggest services yep. owned by that same company. <laughs> like they're putting the finger at by and large, which suggests like a Walmart thing, but Disney's going to be this. There's going to be anything. It's, it's going to be Disney. That, yeah. I like, they own more at this point. I wonder if Pixar's just like, like when we did a, a Goofy movie, Ethan, we talked about how, uh, you know, maybe this was some of the animators who didn't get to work on the big stuff, kind of giving it back to Disney. I wonder if Pixar's <laughs> always like, let's remind those Disney f***ers that we're, that we're watching them. Because <laughs> it's like the least Disney message ever. Don't buy things. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Spend time with people. Stop watching your screens. So, um, yeah, uh, commercialism is bad. And then the captain is needed on the bridge. And we see all the captains. It was a great shot. We see all the captains throughout time. And they get fatter and fatter <laughs> yeah. and fatter until we get but to the. They're m- living longer as well, like 130 years. Are they re- uh, yeah, I yeah, guess. Yeah. I guess because they do. They, I don't know. Would that. Would that make you live long? I guess just medical breakthroughs and science and stuff. Yeah, they've got ways of keeping you alive. I guess so. Yeah. And the captain's needed on the bridge, and we um, and his uniform doesn't even fit. It's like a scarf. So here's the thing. They're getting fatter and fatter and fatter. Surely you can make bigger uniforms. <laughs> yeah, but it hasn't got the same symbolization, then, I mean, has it? I mean, it's just hard. See, I don't know what to say with this, because I think I agree with the message, but in the same breath, it's also quite fat-shaming. Oh, oh, there yeah, was a lot of articles so. when I was doing context corner for this. There was a lot of uh, people angry about it at the time it but, came out, and then there's a puff piece every so often for it. But like pe- but people should exercise. Yeah, yeah, that is true. And if you, you know, I, 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 I'll own this. I'm a big guy. Okay, so I feel maybe I can talk about this. I'm okay. a big guy, and I know that if I exercise and watch what I eat, I tend to be smaller than I am if I ignore those things. Very true. So there is a message here about being healthy, the idea that if I carry this weight around, it is less healthy for me than if I don't carry this weight around. 
Mm-hmm. And as a result, that's fine. The question is, do I need Disney to tell me this? I don't know. Do I need Pixar to be afraid to tell me this? I, I, I don't know. Because there's a truth in this. And at no point did Wally, it's implicit. At no point does Wally go, you're, you know, you're fat, therefore you're bad. Mm-hmm. But there is a problem here. Yeah. I mean, I Jamie Oliver can go on TV and talk about, you know, ch- child obesity, and we all go, oh, it's a serious problem. But don't tell me about adults. That's shaming. I'm like, well, no, there, there, there's, a, there's a health situation here. And I say this as a big guy, mm-hmm. the biggest one on the podcast by far. Okay. <laughs> so I can go ahead and I can say that. Okay. Sorry, Ellie, go ahead. Yeah, I see it more as kind of a shaming of like the kind of couch potato lifestyle. So like the constant glued to the screen and therefore that leads to the whole unhealthiness rather yeah. than kind of to do with the size in the first place or, yeah. I mean, they are, they are eating badly, but it's kind of linked to the fact that they're just glued to that. I guess activity insert. And also, they, I guess they, I could have done with one or two people who actually seemed quite thin still, but were still zombies. They were on the running track that they didn't know they had. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they don't know they had a pool either. So no, no one was in the pool until they were. Yeah, in. but what I was think really- it is more just like an it's it's an allegory thing. It's like these are literally mindless, immovable slaves to a yeah to a bigger system. Can you do that without them being big? But again, they would be. So I, you know. Another thing I want to address, they say that the bone density disappears. Yeah. And then he gets up and starts walking. Well, we need, we need something to happen in the third <laughs> act, don't we? And then we've... It doesn't disappear entirely. I think the, the message is that you, would, you will be bigger than but what said, you used to be, even, even just after a five-year voyage. I think it's, I think it's about percentages. Yeah. Because of what the what the gravity does to you um yeah. there's something that i mean, I mean you, you'd be all atrophied you wouldn't develop the muscle again but there is something with the fact that when john falls off his chair he literally can't get up without help no he can't. and he's a young man yep yeah so there are these sorts of things where it's like that should be that should be embarrassing and it doesn't seem to be no because everyone's in the same boat yeah they don't know any different but as the audience going, oh that's 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 oh that's shocking mm-hmm. uh, one thing i do have here as a kind of um i was talking to you about it, Liam, a little bit is all their meals come in like shake form or in like liquid yeah. form but yet if yeah. you look at the billboards there's pictures of like f- hamburgers it was like hamburger, oh, hamburger. cup i'm like but yeah, how, how how would you if all your food ever came to you in liquid form how do you know what a hamburger looks like Ugh. Well, exactly. they don't. It's just advertising. Right, point. but then why would you show me something? I don't know what that is. I think I you say the word hamburger. I have a flavor in a cup. It's brown. That's hamburger is brown. Uh. The actual <laughs> bun with meat and cheese and lettuce and tomato. I don't know what that is because I've never had that. No. I would assume that because there's a scene which has like a load of toddlers in a class being taught things, and it's complete propaganda. It's like A is for axiom, your yeah. one and only home. B is, B for, is B for B by and large, your very, your very best, best friend. friend. <laughs> Why did I dance to that? Um, <laughs> but I wouldn't be Frank surprised Washington. if during those sort of propaganda classes, they're also like, this is a burgie. You're going to love it. This is a pizza. You're going to love it. If someone Drink showed it. me these things, I'd be, because he's not dancing is, you know what I mean? Well, he yeah. thought that pizzas could be grown. Yeah. So like, they, don't, they clearly don't know what these things are. No. I think I'd be like, I wouldn't mind trying like that. Like, that, that is the epitome of laziness when you're too lazy to chew. Yeah, I would hate. I I love burgers. I'm gonna have burgers for dinner tonight. Yeah, I've got, I've got some I've got some really good butcher burgers in my in my fridge. Oh, nice. So I'm gonna go ahead and have that and not put it in a blender before I have it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so 
then um, we get told it's the 700th anniversary of their five-year voyage. Wow. You 700 of a five-week lockdown. And yes. <laughs> Where you don't touch or see or do anything except for on your screens. Yeah. And there is something about the idea that we, we saw Fred Willard's piece at the start and going, wow, it's been 700 years. That makes more sense with what I've seen. I'm like, oh, okay, then the penny drops. And you go, oh, because you also look at the people when you get there and you're like, this more than five years. Mm-hmm. You guys don't do anything. Nothing. And we find out the captain only gets to do, the only thing he's allowed to do is the morning announcements. And even still, he reads those. Like he has <laughs> and to even like, then, there's no syllable by syllable. Time. Yeah. No, because they just turn on daytime and then they turn on nighttime. And it's just, yeah. it's all determined for them. Um, and so um, he hits the green button when all of a sudden here comes uh, Eve with the uh, seed. And he gets told it's time to recolonize and a recorded message from Fred Willard. And uh, he's standing. Anybody notice where he was standing when he's doing these messages? He's doing it like this. The, he, he's doing it at the White House. It is the White House press yeah. room. And so he's at the by yeah, and he's large. Not the president, though, is he? He's referred to as president at one point. Oh, so it's yeah, the okay. by and large logo. So the idea is that corporations have become so big, they've become the government. Oh, okay. Well, this is why they chose Fred Willard. Um, I was going to bring this up later, but it works now. They chose him because they went, he has the, charis- the, the charisma of like, this sleazy kind of lying but truthful car like used car dealer mm-hmm. and is someone that you could never imagine being president but would still kind of understand why which happy 2021 guys yeah. um and so he doesn't really want to go home at first he's like what what do you mean go, go home because this is what you know that's all he knows yeah and so uh, then the seedling has turned out it's been disappeared and Eve is upset. The captain's relieved and thinks it's a false alarm. And Eve and Wally are sent to be repaired and cleaned. And we go to the diagnostic slash repair bay. And it's almost, this felt like a mental asylum. Yeah, I think it was supposed to be. It's like, it. where yeah. are all the, all the broken robots? Yeah, like they're, yeah. they're all malfunctioning in ways that are supposed to be like, like Wally doesn't belong there. And they're like trapped in little they're cages. Trapped in little things, cages, they? they can't get out, and they're like self-harming. It felt very much. Yeah, it felt very much like 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 a mental institution. Yeah, Robo one flew of the cuckoo's nest. Yeah, and then he sees into the diagnostics bay, and this was kind of funny actually because <laughs> he it looks to her to, to Wally like she's being like decapitated, and from her perspective, <laughs> we cross cut. It looks like she's having a day at the spa. Yeah. She's like, does, oh, yeah. this is so nice. <laughs> but then, you know, as this, because she's got a head that sort of removes itself from the rest of the body for a moment. She's like, oh, yeah, from the outside, it's almost like you have like, like that kind of music. It's like, oh, no. And so he breaks her out of there. And then he grabs this like weapon and like destroys the the one magic button that releases them all from their holding cells. And she's yep. mad. She's like, Wally. <laughs> He's like, I do love the different Eva. ways that she says Wally throughout this. It makes me laugh. Um, like, and so Wally. he's simultaneously a villain to Eve and most other people. And then he's like being like held up as like a hero by all the other uh, robots. And they go on the run and Eve wants to send Wally back to Earth and opens up this escape pod. And he thinks she's coming to and like sits down on like this little like, 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 like <laughs> sofa couch benchy thing. And like taps like <laughs> come sit here beside me and she's like wally you don't get it no 
And so uh, he keeps disappearing. Every time she moves him back inside, he leaves. And then we see this little drone, like, smuggle the seed back into the uh, escape pod. And then they go, oh, Moana's like, I'll go get it. At which point she's like, no. And uh, it jettisons out. And then we find out it's going to blow up. Yeah. And that does blow up. And either he's indestructible or he somehow found an es- uh, like like an escape, uh, like a, what's, it, what's it called? Uh, an ejector seat of some sort. Yeah. That's not explained. No, he also got a fire extinguisher fire out with him. <laughs> yeah. Because he has a concept of... He was grabbing on the handle, wasn't he, at one point? Well, I don't know. He was hitting yeah. every button there was. Like It was like everything was happening. Everything. That'd be me. <laughs> and then he does this neat thing where he's like using the fire extinguisher as like a propulsion. It was like gravity a little bit. It's great. <laughs> and she's flying Rushed. one direct... And that was cute. And then eventually they find each other. He reveals that he's still got the seed. She puts it... He once again plants the seed inside Eve. <laughs> and they then begin this dance around the... Uh, around the outside of the ship and i'm kind of going movie has time for this it's beautiful but it makes it think it made sense in the logic but yeah. then but then we saw other characters responding to them dancing and i'm like okay then it's worth it all right from a story perspective i can forgive this and it's the then we cut that... to the captain and he's like Devi- define dance yeah because ever since he's it. had his moment he's been researching earth and he yeah. thinks now well, yeah, it's the cause... coolest place we forgot to mention, I think, that like Wally shakes his hand and he leaves like some dirt on him and yes. then he inspects it. So then he's like, oh, wait, it's from Earth? Define what? Earth. Okay, great. Define yeah. sea. And obviously he's gone down this rabbit hole, which you do like, anybody else go down this like Facebook videos where you watch one and you're still scrolling like an hour later going, yeah. how did I get here? Absolutely. Oh, I did that I this started morning. by watching a video of a deer being saved and now I'm watching <laughs> kangaroos. What? That literally <laughs> happened to me this morning. I saw a man get angry about a DS game and then it like diverted to a man getting angry and drinking soy sauce. <laughs> <laughs> and the score again in this dancing though is be- it's, it really is something else it's nice as they weave back and forth and then back on the ship john meets is it mary who who's the woman i think it's mary mary, yeah. mary? okay and they touch hands by mistake but they do it as they watch wally and eve and um there's a moment and they seem to have a connection and you, this is where you spoke about you know this is important you know mm. this is where you refine your humanity touch yeah. touch and you find your humanity where we're, we're we're well some of us not not so much me <laughs> but, but but we're very much um almost oh, tactile yeah i'm very tactile. <laughs> <laughs> it's on your tinder profile <laughs> no. i don't even know what tinder is just looks and goes, i'm very tactile i'm very tactile <laughs> um I just have it's for tactile people liam yeah I, I don't know i'm a tactile tinder uh i'm not i'm not Oh, I'm, I'm, I think you, I don't know what about Tinder. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just not much of a. I, I'm not one much a one for 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 for, for touching. I, I don't I don't mind a hug. I'm all right with that. But uh, I'm not a very touchy feely kind of person. I get very anxious actually about that sort of thing. But there are moments. I remember once I was going through a really really hard time, and my uh, supervisor at the time at work, who was who who was a mate, he was a friend. He came up to me and he sort of just put his arm around me and went, how, you, how you, you look a bit down, how you doing? And I was like, that actually in that moment, more than the words, that arm around the shoulder was just, was just, it's just what I needed. Mm-hmm. So even though I'm not a touchy feely guy at all, anybody who knows me, I'll go, yeah, he's not. No, he's not. Um, <laughs> there is, there are moments though where like you need human connection and that's one of the things and you see lockdown and you see what's going on right now. Exactly. And yeah. more than anything, people are going, I want to hug my grandma. I want to hug my niece and my nephew and I want to not have a wall. And 
that's the thing people miss the most because we can do communication that's that that's easy yeah you know we, we can still hey we're still sitting here doing a podcast even though we used to do it around around a single table we're now we, we now do it this way and you know me i'm not very good with technology yeah kind of like you you where we had attribute points you put all of yours into the tactile sort of side of things yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, put, I put a fair chunk of mine in the technology but left a couple for tactile yeah i mean like actually, the old I, version of the sims where you only get like certain amount yeah, of yeah, that's exactly it. Put them in, yeah is that different now i don't know <laughs> do you know what yeah, it's not, not like that anymore. okay talking face to face and being around someone face to face is so much easier for me than it is through zoom skype on a phone i can't i can't do that oh yeah whenever i, I see liam when i'm working it's it feels a lot easier yeah <laughs> highlights but, of my shift yeah no but it's i don't know it's human interaction i think this film is trying to show you even robots can have humanity about them and interaction yeah and so um then we go back and the captain is given the seed and uh, he's having a crisis now because he sort of accesses Eve's video records and discovers the Earth he's seeing doesn't line up with the Earth that he's seeing there. And he's having a bit of a, he's having a bit of a wobble about do I really want to go back now? And then he's about to quit, and then he sees the footage of Hello Dolly. Yeah, and he goes, "This is dancing. I've heard about this. this is dancing. Look at them dance." And that's enough to win him. And goes, "Okay, fine. It's going to be hard work." I like the captain. I do. Oh, yeah. he's great. Uh, he's played by someone who is in Curb Your Enthusiasm. I know yeah, that much. Yeah, Jeff Garland. Yeah, uh, you might know him if you've seen Bridget Jones's... Oh, Ellie, you'll know this. Bridget Jones, The Edge of Reason. Mm-hmm. Do you know when she... Ha- I believe it's the same guy. Do you know when they do the pub quiz? Or they have, they have quiz night in Bridget Jones? Yeah. Oh, and yeah, she yeah. makes a friend with this American guy on her yeah. table. And they're, yeah. like, they're, like, oh, yeah. they're like, we're the losers and everybody else <laughs> the winners. But at least we need to be aware that we know our station. Yeah, That's this guy. Ah, and he's okay. also the unicorn in Toy Story 3 and 4 as well. Haven't seen 4. Don't remember the unicorn in 3 that much. But that would explain kind of the Pixar yeah. walk. Yeah, yeah, Jeff Garland's been doing a lot of stuff for like Pixar and Disney. He had a big stint on like the old Disney Channel shows as like Selena Gomez's uncle or something, who yeah. was actually Shakira. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that was his whole gimmick. Um, And so... He's changed, and now he's going back and going, I'm gonna, I'm, we, we got to do this. We definitely have to go back to Earth. And Eve is sort of watching the security footage that she has, hasn't had a chance to access yet of how Wally took care of her when she was in shutdown mode. It's a nice little moment. It is a nice moment. And she kind of goes, Wally. And uh, then we go to the classified report that comes down from Otto. Um, Earth is, uh, back to Fred Willard, Earth is unsustainable. Begin Operation A113. And A113. Yeah. Which is the, the, the room that most of these animators got their start in. Is it, is it Caltech? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I know CalArts. CalArts. Cal okay. yeah. yeah. Frustratingly, at uni, my modules this year and next year are all A11 something. I'm currently doing A111, but next year I get the choice of A112 or A113. Frustratingly, A112 is the one I, do, one I want to do. Because I do not so. choose A113 just because of the number. <laughs> no, I'm not. No, but it's frustratingly, it's, it's oh. not that one. But <laughs> And so um, the idea being that it's unsustainable, and they call him Mr. President here when they have to get him out of there, and he puts on his gas mask and has to, puts on his mask and no one breathes on him, and out he goes. Mm. Um, and this is where the captain goes, but if you stay here, you survive. Because I don't want to survive. I want to live. live. And so um, the Otto and his little henchman drone thing throw Wally, no, throw the seed in the trash. 
and it comes back up the chute because it's on the head of Wally. 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 Um, and so uh, then they get taken away, and he's being tortured, which was rough. Oh, and mm-hmm. Eve is heartbroken, and they go down the trash chute, and this is where Wally meets Wall A, who are like the like industrial size versions of him. These yeah. giant chunks of uh, of it's the same design, just bigger, and without mm-hmm. being cute. And they sort of pack him into these giant cubes, almost like the Borg in Star Trek. For any of our Star Trek fans out there and they spit him out into space and we clearly see that eve is in one cube and wally's on the other one and eve manages to free herself and free wally but wally's in a bad way he's almost out of juice wally's dependency on sunlight kind of makes him in many ways like the seed he does there's a natural resource by which he has to maintain but if you maintain it he's capable of wonderful things that can help propel humanity da 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 just a thought that came to me. Right, yeah, it's a good thought. Yeah, I'm all right. I hadn't thought of that. I'm all right for now then. But it looks like he's... You've been d- analysing some poetry recently. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so it looks like Wally's dying. Um, he gives her the seed and she throws it away. And she wants to hold his hand and he refuses to do so. Mm. She says that he's her directive. Yes. Yes. No, she, sa- she says she says he's his directive or something like that, doesn't she? Yeah. Yeah. And so yeah, she says it. I thought this thing, if they had played this for another 30 seconds, I think they would have had me doing my typical Pixar cry thing. I thought the moment you could, you, there, there was some more beats you could have given this. Yeah. And really yeah. given me this idea that he could look at her and she could look at him and she could hold his hand and it would just be this moment. And then he, but he like instantly rejects it, which I guess is fine for the story. But as far as that usual Pixar make me cry thing, mm. I was the closest I got to in this film. Um, so she, uh, Eve says earth and off they go. She's sort of figured out, I guess what has to happen. The captain is breaking in. So he's done nothing but sit on a chair, but now he knows how to hotwire things. <laughs> What? <laughs> he has to read off a teleprompter, but now he knows how electrical systems work. He's read. The Maybe book. he researched he the, it. Yeah, he didn't even know what a book was earlier. Yeah, no, <laughs> I, I, did, I did enjoy that joke. <laughs> the book and how do you do? Oh, you just oh, oh that's really neat, isn't it? <laughs> He's like operate Manuel. <laughs> Manuel, <laughs> open book. Um, he then breaks in and tells e- Wally and Eve where they can go, which just happens to be the center of a giant like atrium. And then tricks auto, which was a funny OTTO auto for auto yeah, drive. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he goes, look, I've got the plant. And he's standing in front of a projection screen. So yeah. I guess it works. <laughs> this film has taught me that Wally is more. This made me almost cry, right? So robots are alive. Robots are whatever. Yep. And then Wally and Eva, like, kill all these guard robots. Yeah. So we cut away to the captain, and they come back, and it's just, like, carcasses. Yeah. And I'm like, if, if, if I go with that Eva, this is, like, living things. Like, this is just, like, a slaughter you're, like, walking <laughs> over right now. Like, I know they all look the same, so it's kind of like the Stormtrooper effect. It's like watching Vader go through, isn't it? Yeah, and it's, it's why you didn't let me see all of them dying. But they're all laying there in the next scene. Like, we're not just seeing them, like, oh, yeah, I'm like, this is rough. Um, and so, uh, Otto is going to squash Wally with the, um, this thing pops up that like validates whether or not it's a real plant and Otto can drop it back into the floor and Wally's trying to hold it up and he's purposely lifting it up and dropping it and lifting it and dropping it. Yeah. So it'll squash Keep Wally. Squashing him, yeah. And this is what the captain's decided. He's had enough. And we get the score to 2001, a space odyssey, <laughs> Which also known as Rick Otto Flair's theme like song. How? That's good. Sorry. What was that? 
It also like works because Otto looks like Hal 9000 from 2001 Space Odyssey as well. Oh, does it really? Yeah, because he's got that big pulsing red I've eye. Never, that he does. Okay, I've seen stills. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna be honest. I had to. I, I say I watched it. It don't. It's yeah, not I, that great. I've heard 2001 is very much like like Marmite. You either love it or or, or you're not really big on it. I think the first time, 15 it was different. minutes. The first 15 minutes of this film are in pure silence. Yeah, the, yeah, you are, the yeah. cinematography no, in silence. this film is pure, supposed to be. Pure yeah. darkness and only the sound of wind. And I'm like, wow, yeah. good job, Stanley Kubrick. Did Stanley you do that 9,000 times as well? Um, and so I just know the song from hearing, woo, <laughs> and the styling and profiling, kiss dealing, wheeling, dealing, limousine riding, jet flying, <laughs> son of a gun, Ric Flair. <laughs> <laughs> woo! <laughs> but Anyone get- but charlotte flair anyone but charlotte flair and he gets up and uh starts like walking everyone like wow he's walking because they don't walk you know i'm christopher walking here he yeah. they don't know what this so like this amazing and so um he walks up and his big move is he's, he's wrestling as at the same time like the auto is like tipped the spaceship so like all the people falling out of their chairs and they're all like sliding <laughs> And John and, like slugs or something. They do. <laughs> and John and Mary have like have got themselves sort of situated, but then the kids like start coming down from the preschool, and she goes, "Get ready to have some kids, John!" <laughs> and they rescue the kids. Strange message. I'm like, you're moving a little bit too fast, actually. I think for me here, I, funny, I, right? I really just started thinking for myself again. <laughs> and it's a raise kids, and um, then the captain overpowers overpowers. He hits a button that says manual yeah. <laughs> or manuel manuel <laughs> and uh he then reverts reverses it so everybody can stand up again and they pass this plant along so that eve finally gets it and stashes it inside the receptacle yeah and um that somehow stops it from moving down i don't know why that wasn't changed when it went from automatic to manual why you couldn't stop that from squishing but it, it took that to happen movie's got a movie it does and it's got to give me one more i'm afraid he's dead sort of moment uh-huh and, you know, Wally's in a rough way now. Really, really He's rough. He's like his own cube. Which was weird because he was on his last bar of energy like 20 minutes ago. He's a Like, I wish my mobile phone had this sort of resiliency when it gets to 1%, because Same. Wally's, like, he's not just doing, like, like maybe I can just, if I turn everything else off, and, and maybe I can listen to music on the way home, you know? <laughs> no, nah, he's like, what, like, download extra apps and watch videos and all sorts of stuff on 1%. To be fair, my 1% is brilliant. Uh, my 1% my lasts phone. a while, but it wouldn't do that. Mine doesn't. My 2% varies. gives me a 30-second head start before it turns itself <laughs> off. Sometimes my phone will last for ages on 1%. And other times it'll turn itself off when it's got like twenty percent left. Yeah, I had a bit where it was like fourteen percent. It would just turn off. I'm like, what? It turned yeah. off. It was like forty three. I'm like, you're drunk. Yeah, well, I had this weird <laughs> moment where I took a phone call with one percent, and I went on for a good twenty minutes. And then as soon as I hung up, yeah, gone. It's weird. That's the dream. Yeah. Uh, and so um, set a course for Earth, and Wally's been smushed, and we get back to Earth. And the cockroach and Eva try to rebuild Wally, and it's like all the parts from his little like storage unit. So he's not original, then, is he? He's not original parts anymore. No. And I was thinking, like, it's a strange is question. It the same. Where does his humanity yeah. live? Because I would have thought it'd be his motherboard. If you want to get technical, like, where is that spark of yeah, what does exactly, Wally exist? Yeah. Well, I, that's what we that's what we get, isn't it? It takes him a while to re- reboot into Wally. We think but that he's lost motherboard for a while. literally has a whole Yeah, like where's his memory? Because she tries to find a version on the ship and there isn't one. Talk about an existential crisis. Which one of these motherboards is the thing that keeps none of those are me. <laughs> <laughs> but they find one we have all 
put together and it's like all right and he 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 gets rebooted but he's not wally he's he's just a normal robot he's wally he's, he's, he's not wally. he's not wally no and so they go on out and she uh chases him out as he's doing and she even gives him some of his stuff at the light bulb and, and some of his like favorite little like you know aerial stuff yeah and he just makes it into a cube of garbage and you're like oh and he that go got me. he rolls yeah, on out me. and she's like come on come on he doesn't remember and i thought that would have been a that would have been a a powerful ending mm, about sacrifice that, uh, about I, sacrifice i know right yep and you have to sort of mirror everybody else's happiness against that story i would have hated it though i would have well, i don't know i would have commended the bravery to same, do it same i agree but yeah. I, I, that left me uncomfortable and unhappy um but then they go but there's story elements which i'm okay with so um uh, he, she holds his hand and she leans forwards and gives him like the version of a robot kiss, I guess. And in a, it's not instant. It's not instant. And you see no. his eyes calibrate like he used to do and they sort of fall down to the sides. <laughs> and and then he's like, Eve. And then they kind of like, they're coupled up now, I guess. He, he folds his hand because he goes to move away and he won't let go of the hand. No. And then the calibration and then he folds his hand shut. And then they got robot love. Aww. Robot love. Um, and so, in, um, Forbidden Planet, <laughs> robot. I'm sure. And then there's robot man. Robot that man was about loving him. Though. I need yeah, a robot yeah. man to hold me yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and who was that robot man? That was uh, Ethan. Oh, was the robot was man? Ethan yeah. was my, my hair, and that man. was worse. Yeah, it was. It was wild. Like a um, Marge Simpson wig. It was a Marge Simpson. Was like Marge <laughs> Simpson Marge meets. Simpson oh, wig. what's her name from? Um, is it the Monsters? <laughs> the yeah. mom's got like the high yeah, beehive yeah, yeah. with like the lightning through it. That's right. Yeah. yeah, Ethan was covered in silver face yeah. paint, and I had to kiss him. It was horrible. Oh, it was awful. Um, Without getting it on me, you didn't. <laughs> well done, you. Every time, it was just like a little tinge. Tinge. <laughs> and then the one little plant has now turned into many plants because Captain's like, "We're going to grow all sorts of plants: vegetable plants, and fruit plants, and pizza, pizza plants." plants. <laughs> Which kind of sounds like Pizza Planet. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. And then that's kind of the story. And I'm like, cool. Um, I'm surprised that when the captain gets the seat earlier, it's like, all you needed was a little bit of water. Like, if you don't know, I guess he's got like YouTube at his disposal, but yeah, like, yeah. how he didn't drown that son of a bitch, I have no idea. <laughs> that would be a heck of a story. He just drowns it. Could you imagine? Oh, <laughs> just rots. As he was pouring that water on, I was like, okay, stop now. Yeah, stop. yeah. No. That's the alternative ending. <laughs> and, and Wally's dead, and he's not come back. Like he's just some random Wally now, and he just drowns that that plant, and they're screwed. So, because the hand holding was such an important part of the film throughout, it was a motif. It was, and we hadn't paid off yet. I was okay with how the ending went. It wasn't like Soul, where I felt they chickened out, and they didn't go with how it should have gone. Um, for anybody who's seen Soul, I'll leave it. I'll leave it there. Um, but, um, overall, I mean, I, it's, it's a, it's a charming little movie. It's a charming little movie. It's also such a hard film to review in the way that I tend to review films because so much, much of it, there's story, yeah, but there's not much of a script. No. So it's about how does it make you feel, but walking away going, I don't really know for lots of it. I think they're clever. I think they're clever in the way they make you feel for robots and how it makes you reflect on your life and humanity itself. I'm suddenly much more okay with our eventual robot overlords because <laughs> I've seen the humanity in the robot. Oh, there we are. There we go. I mean, um, let's talk about some of the usual sort of 
end stuff. So we're in the end game now, and we are in the end game now. So, I mean, budget for this film was a hundred and eighty million dollars. Wow. Yeah, when we said uh, just go Jurassic Park sixty, now you've got you've got you've got I oh, know, uh, what you call it, inflation, years. but fifteen years isn't that much. I Whoa. mean, think about that. One hundred eighty million dollars. What do we think it made? I already know, so I'm stepping out of this one. That's called honesty. I'm gonna say double its money. So three sixty. Yeah. Okay, Georgia. Uh, I was gonna go around the same. I'll push it to four hundred. And Ellie. Two eighty. Was that two eighty? Mm-hmm. Uh, it actually made five hundred and twenty-one million. Wow. wow. Which, although that's good, it was less than Ratatouille. Ratatouille made six twenty, which came right before it. That surprises me. I much was better. And Ratatouille had a smaller budget, and it made more money. Like oh. I love Ratatouille, but I always thought it would have made less. Ratatouille's yeah. Ratatouille's a cute character, but you can sort of yeah, it's got humanity, and you've also got to see what was going on at that time. You know what was being released at that time. You got to keep in mind, someone goes out and goes, because the legacy is, I mean, Ratatouille's not on that poster. No, it's not. Wally is. Yeah, yeah. So Wally's an interesting film, but if you go, if you got a nine-year-old, do you, you know, are there really funny bits? I don't know. Mm. There's some cute bits. Is this a film? It's more of an adult film. Is this a film for children? Let me rephrase this, because I think toddlers would love this movie. Yeah. Is this a film for children, though? I like uh, it's weird because I remember when I liked I liked it because I thought it was cute and like colorful and stuff but seeing it now I'm like oh I'm appreciating it for this this and this and I think an adult can get more out of this than a kid can absolutely I think it's one of these movies that is designed for adults and children so that the adults can be engaged in it just that nine to 14 year old kind of sort of seven to 14 year old let's say that yeah. Is this a movie that's really going to, you know, compare this with kind of like, you know, Ratatouille, Monsters, Inc., these sort of wacky characters. Yeah, that hasn't got that. This doesn't have I that. I don't understand this no. why so a child would like this film. A, a toddler. from, like, some yes. robots. Because someone who doesn't have great language skills, all the storytelling is visual. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. that would play out really well, I think. I think a child. It's cute robots. Nothing's going over their heads. Like, the subtext, sure. But as far as the main plot, get the plant, go home. Yeah, I think that's pretty much that's pretty big. Oh, look, they fell out of their chair. You know what I mean? Like that plays well. Yeah, but I don't know. To a, I don't know. As an adult, I think it's it's, it's really interesting. Yeah, very true. I can see why it's on the poster. Um, yeah, I wasn't expecting to enjoy this, and I did. Oh, okay. I was expecting to enjoy this, and I did. Oh, okay. And I, I, did. I wasn't, and I did. I was expecting to enjoy this, and I didn't. Okay. I, I, I wasn't blown away by this film. Well, there's nothing to blow you away. Well, it was, see, because this is on the poster, I was thinking this was going to be like a, I thought this had a chance to be the best Pixar film I'd ever seen. I think it's clever in the fact there's not much dialogue and the, the animation is amazing. Maybe that's why it's on the poster. Yeah. Who knows? Um, Georgia, do you want to weigh in with any parts of this? I think everyone else has sort of said their bit. I really, really loved it. Huh? I think it's really lovely. Um, it is full of heart for a film yes. about robots. It is so full of heart, which is completely unexpected. It makes me feel warm and fuzzy inside. Same. And the animation is gorgeous. The lens, the lens flares right at the beginning, <laughs> all the way through to 
Eve's design to the ship's design to the people on the ship to the little plant in the boot like the fact that it's in an old little boot old boot yeah typical old boot yeah and it's it oh it's just so gorgeous and such a lovely story and the and then the credits at the end the animation the different style of animation oh, and credits yeah, that's at the fantastic. end is incredibly yeah, done yeah i was going to come back to that for a little bit nice. of story it's really lovely I, see i had an issue like with an epilogue i had an issue with this because you're not going to go back to cave paintings these aren't people who don't have like language skills you don't need cave paintings no, but it's a lovely way to show that they've kind journey. of gone back to the beginning. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, like a representation of, of rebuilding civilization. Yeah. But you've also got like advanced electronics, robotics, research you can do on farming techniques. Yeah, you're not, you're not reinventing the wheel, uh, literally no, or no, figuratively. It's just showing you mankind from day one, isn't it? Yep. Uh, yeah, I'll tell you what. There was a lot of white people on that spaceship. There was. Mm. Yep. Yep. And they all looked the same. And I can forgive that because, A, I think you want to show that they're all the same because they've had the same um, sort of... Input, upbringing. And secondly, because I think we do have some sort of um, biological engineering going on. Oh, yes. yes yeah. Yes. So you feel like they could give them some sort of gene to make them not so fat, unless the robot's plan is to keep them fat. <laughs> I'd assume so, because it just yeah. means, like, don't question, just consume. Yeah. 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 So uh, don't question, just consume. It's a, it's a good adage for 21st century living. Isn't it? So this brings us now to our pause for the parks. Our pause for the parks is a segment where friend of the podcast, Andrew Ruszewski, gives his uh, two cents, because he's American, on how the film we've discussed today has been incorporated in uh, Disney parks around the world. It's a talking the Mickey kind of segment, but we're doing a crossover. We gotta, we're going to put this in today. So, Georgia, what does Andrew have to say about Wally? Uh, so Wally was one of the first DVDs he bought when he was younger, which I think is quite sweet. Um, he thought originally there was more in the parks, but he couldn't actually find that much at all. And I don't remember there being much parks rep at all, um, because most of the Pixar park rep goes to uh, Toy Story and now especially Toy Story, but now reaching into Ratatouille as well. But there's not really much other Pixar stuff. Uh, Finding Nemo gets a, gets a bit, but that's and Cars. And Incredibles, but, but like... But very, yeah, Incredibles is yeah. Yeah, I don't think you want in your Disney park the whole "don't buy" message. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah. So um, there was um, an interactive animatronic made of Wally, but it was it was cancelled. It wasn't then used because they thought it would run over people's feet. It was too heavy. It was too unreliable. Um, so they never never really used it. I wonder if they um, still have they, it Wally, Wally and Eve show up um, in. Uh, Dancing across the stars and the and Walt Disney's World of Color um, and a few other little bits and Wally also gets a small cameo in the luggage scanner um, in Star Tours uh, but that is about it. The only Ooh. thing that I can remember from when we were in Paris yeah. is that there was a statue of both Wally and Eve in um, Tomorrowland. It's a gorgeous statue um, because they look exactly how you'd expect them to and eve is floating if i remember rightly yeah um, i was about to bring that ground. photo up i took of it yeah and it is it's such such a lovely little statue and it's just that's all that's there there's no no plaque that says anything it is just wally and eve in this uh like almost giant planter that's uh, the rest have got trees in and this one has just got wally and eve in and it is it's a really lovely little nod to it but other than that they haven't had much and you can think you can understand why can't you i have a reverse pause for the parks almost i was going to bring this up um, uh, earlier in the film but i didn't know if it might have been brought up 
the plant logo that uh, Eve has when she absorbs the plant, little, little green flashy thing, that is the Epcot uh, Earth Pavilion logo. Oh, okay. so that's taken from like their, their green, green initiative uh, sort of subset of that park, which I thought was a nice little addition. Oh, that's nice. So that was Pause for the Parks. Thank you very much, Andrew, and everybody else for your contributions on that. That sounds different than the one I accidentally hit before, and I've now edited out. <laughs> um, so, I mean, there's some things we usually talk about, but they don't really apply. I mean, role of women. I mean, there's really what, what do you talk about? Yeah, there's only that lady. Yeah, Mary. let's move on. As far as human <laughs> women go, yeah. I mean, we'd really just be talking for the sake of talking. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they potentially you could infer that they've been stripped of a biological right, as it were, to have and raise children. Well, you could argue the men have been stripped of a biological right to have their part in in that process as well. Mm-hmm. Well, yes, yeah, of yeah. course. But I mean, women grow the baby, and by, by the things, by kind of what we we can infer from the film, they're not even doing that in this. Yeah. If anything, this is kind of like fully. If anything, as, as tragic as it is, is, this is like ultimate equality because they're living the exact same life. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. almost like a no gender kind of thing. There's no real. There's, there's no real there's, inference I, of anything other than I, names. I don't think this is the dream, or right? <laughs> oh, no, it's not the dream at all. It's not the dream. If, if, it wasn't, if it wasn't for like hairstyles, I probably wouldn't be able to tell. No, yeah. Yeah. no, no. So this um, is not what feminists were aiming for. No, do we play not. the age game with this. No, we definitely don't do the age game. The cap is animated. Hundred and something. It's animated. <laughs> um, so um, I don't know. Favorite character? I mean, it's got to. It's got to. I don't know. For me, it's Wally. For me, it's Wally. Wally. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Ellie? No? Wally. Mo, the cleaning robot. No. I was thinking about Mo. It's my worst Mo. one. I, I really didn't like that character. I didn't either. No. Oh, I really liked him. And I, I so didn't. so cute. Didn't, wasn't bothered about Wally at all. Okay. Uh, oh, I like Wally. Maybe a favorite moment from the film? The uh, the hand, holding hands. Oh, that, at, at that motif. End. Yeah, oh, come back to it, yeah. When he, when he holds and she tries to pull away, and he's still holding her. Yep. Oh. Really? Oh, okay. it really got me. Yeah. Uh, Georgia? I really like, actually, the lack of dialogue in the film. I think it's really well done, and especially, again, for robots that shouldn't be able to express that much, the amount that they express through sounds, through the tilting of the eyes, through just little visual cues is absolutely gorgeous like don't get me wrong this would be this film would be an absolute nightmare for visually impaired people because the audio descriptor on this must be massive um (laughs) but i think it's i think it's beautiful i can't get over how lovely it is okay ethan um i've got two i love the defined dancing scene i think it's done so well it's so beautifully done like it it brings almost a tear to my eye with it but i just think it's really impressive and there's this just cute little scene when wally and eve leave the uh, little reception and right before the beginning wally does like a wave to the receptionist he, he starts repeating it and then when they leave he just keeps doing it and it's like the beginning like the beginning of the catalyst of wally just causing chaos and like it's nice and like a new life for the robots i thought it was it was a nice beginning to this like pencil pushing boring robot it's like they start thinking for themselves yeah 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 like every interaction creates this new outlook of of robo life yeah the domino effect it's nice robo life uh ellie um almost the exact opposite to georgia um i wasn't a fan of the lack of dialogue 
so it would my favorite bits would be the bits with more dialogue so therefore the bits with the captain in them um and yeah. i found the um the joke about the the pizza plant really funny okay i needed the humans to show up when they did i did i needed something at that point um but for me my favorite i think my favorite scene is still the one i'm talking about the one where um he gives her the plant and she throws it away and she just wants to hold his hand and he won't let it end there and that's a great there's something i, I wish i would have done more with it but as it was that was my favorite scene because they both kind of reverse yeah, their motivations yeah. And they're both selflessly trying to do what the other one wants to do. And Wally sees the bigger picture, bigger than his. And for a guy who was kind of going to kind of cheat and get that, that, that handhold when, when she's sleeping, yeah. for him to reject it and go, this isn't the right time. We have something left to do. Um, it's so selfless. Yeah. And, and, and it's all inferential because of a lack of dialogue. You have yeah. to kind of get there on your own. And so I appreciated that. That was my favorite sort of moment in the film. But small shout out to anything that happened in space thought it was beautiful yeah it's lovely grumbles 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 little grumble ethan i don't know why i said ethan looking at liam but ethan <laughs> um i don't i don't know i think i could have done more with sort of the robots without it feeling just like a joke there was something i felt <sighs> lacking it's like you said that middle part has just something that doesn't feel the same Act as two's the rest rough of it. yeah like, I like this film, but it definitely loses its charm for, like, about 20 minutes. Like, it's still enjoyable, but those 25 minutes aren't the same, and I get the reason why, but then it gets that charm back. I think I needed I needed just a bit more of the humans, because yeah. it just feels so samey. And I get why. I just, I want a bit more of that, of that change that Wally's making. Maybe you needed one more human character. To interact with uh, someone, the pro- I don't, well, captain. I think I don't know. you get what like you end up having four. I think four would be a good, a good. You have like the new relationship couple. You have the cap. Then you just have someone. Yep, but oh, I agree. It's not like it, like that's destroying the film. I think if you add it, you don't have it. It's still, it's still, it's still solid. Okay, uh, Liam. Um, I wasn't really keen on the humans. To be honest, apart from the captain, I didn't really. They didn't really show much interest to me. And I'd like to see in a character that had a bit more that you had more interest in. Because um, I was more invested in the robots. That's the hard part because they have to be interchangeable, don't they? To prove yeah. the effect of, what, of what's happened to them. Yeah. No, you're right, though. So, yeah, that's my only grumble, really, for that. Right. The animation was amazing. Um, my grumble's going to kind of summarize my thoughts on the film, really. <laughs> um, so, I got really, really bored. Um, I didn't find there was enough to it. And it really felt to me like the, it, it feels like they've got a really cute Pixar shorts and they had a bit too much material for a short, but they decided to lengthen it instead of shortening it. And I think the actual premise of the film with the whole, you know, the message that it gives is a really, really clever one. And I, I love the concept of, you know, how we've destroyed the earth that one, well, obviously I don't love that concept, but you know, the, <laughs> you know like the, I got news for you. Look outside. No, I, I don't yeah. love that concept. I hate it. Um, like, you know, please recycle. Um, but like, I love the concept of how we are just completely brainwashed by corporations and have now had to go outside of the earth to, you know, negate the effects of what we've done and you know how stupid the human race is basically and how important the planet is yada yada all that stuff 
I think it's a really important message. I just don't think there was enough storyline built around it to create an entire film, and therefore I got bored. Uh, I'm going to say that like I said before this is a film that needs to be seen in a cinema there's reasons for that it's way too easy behind what am I going to have for t- whatever's there I mean if it's just visuals it depends what kind of person you are I don't have the brain to stay focused without dialogue it happens when I'm reading books if it's long descriptive passages with no dialogue I tend to get bored and skip a bit or be tempted to skip a bit at the very least uh, and I say that as someone who teaches English. I mean, you know, I tell you something, no, settle down, read that bar, that's important, all that stuff's there for a reason. I, I, I love dialogue. See, I'm all about visuals, so let, for me, it oh, really? helps, yeah. Let me read plays. That's, that's, what, that's what I like. <laughs> it's just funny, dialogue. I, I like both. I love, I, when we uh, reviewed One Night in Miami for uh, See It or Skip It, I said I loved it because of the dialogue, but in this, I love when there's nothing here. I I would have loved. <laughs> I love when if, there's nothing. I, th- I think you meant di- there's no dialogue. Yeah, as opposed to the quality of the film. I love when there's nothing here. <laughs> yeah, I love when there's no dialogue. Sometimes yeah. it just gives me a more feel, more feel to it. And I I think it'd be interesting if you cut all the dialogue from this film and have the humans just not speak, like they're just incapable of it now. And there's something there, like you have it as just a pure silent film. It it probably it wouldn't do well at the box office. Don't get me wrong. It would it would definitely it probably would have tanked people's perception of Pixar. But I think it would have been very interesting to see that as a concept of yeah the only people who can talk are the robots because they still have that kind of free will while the humans need to learn again. But again, that defeats a lot of the plot points you still have. I was just missing that Pixar, that organic, genuine humanity of the Pixar humor. And instead, it felt like I got to the spaceship and it was 100 percent. Oh, no. Oh, oh, I've been shoveling. Oh, I'm cleaning up his treads. And they all went the other way. Oh, no, no. That that could be like the that might start to be the sort of decline of Pixar humor, because Pixar humor recently is a, a mixed bunch of like actual smart comedy. Then oopsie doopsie, we made a mistake with some mud. Yeah, and again, I think that's something that plays, like I said before, I think that plays to a to a very young audience that sort of humor. So I don't know if it's hitting that middle thing, and, and the money would suggest it wasn't quite quite there. Uh, so uh, let's see what did the experts. I bet you they loved it. I bet you they loved it. Georgia, do you have reviews for Wally? Well, this is such a critics' film. <laughs> I do. Yeah, I haven't looked at the Rotten Tomato score yet. So. Uh, I've not got that up, but I can get it in a second. Okay. Um, so, uh, S. Johanna Rebeldo uh, from Common Sense Media gives it five out of five um, and says, This Pixar masterpiece manages to be profoundly moving and thought-provoking, yet still entertaining. Um, Times of India, though, um, give it 3.5 out of five. Oh, no. And say, so, An absolutely delightful futuristic parable. The film carries the Pixar legacy. Remember finding Nemo and Ratatouille? Forwards. Um and then we get from Plugged In staff, uh, another out-of-this-world Pixar picture. And this time, that label applies to the setting too, as a lonely little robot named Wally finds and follows the lovely Eve across the universe. Um, A.O. Scott from the New York Times says, Wally breaks new ground in giving us G-rated, computer-generated cartoon vision of our own potential extinction. And then lastly, from our boy, Roger Ebert. Ebs. Ebs. <laughs> he says, on. it is catching on. Um, 
Directed and co-written by Andrew Stanton, who wrote and directed Finding Nemo, it involves ideas, not simply mindless scenarios involving characters karate kicking each other into high angle shots. It involves a little work on the part of the audience and a little thought and might might be especially stimulating to younger viewers. This story told in a different style with realistic look could have been a great science fiction film. For that matter, maybe it is. The more stuff Roger Ebert comes up with, the more I'm thinking I've got this thing down. <laughs> I had not read anything he said. And so I'm sitting there going, you're right, Ebs, it might have been better for younger viewers. Um, so uh, let's think about our – now, because we're doing two masters in a sense here today, we need both a, a Pixar rating, so where we place it amongst our Pixar films, and we also need to give it a rating out of 10 so we line up with uh, our oh, best film no. ever metrics. I know. So let's – I can't wait for the gloves to come off on this one. Um, oh, Ellie, who famously gave uh, Rocky a 3 out of 10 and Remember the Titans a 3.5 out of 10 So in recent episodes. So let's oh. see kind of where that fits. Uh, just for the, pl- re- um, the purpose of those at home, the Pixar films, this is the eighth one we've done so far. We have done, in order, Coco, Brave, The Incredibles, Toy Story, Cars, Onward, and Soul before doing today. Wally. So, Liam, I mean, uh, I don't know if you've seen all those, so you're more than welcome just to give us your sort of where you kind of place it in the great pantheon. Does it feel like a top end, a middle end, or a bottom end kind of Pixar film? And then give us a rating out of 10 if you would as well. Um, I see Wally as the um, not the top, top end, but it's in between the middle and the top end. So, three quarters of the way. Um, I really like this movie. Um, I like the fact that it had not much dialogue. It was more visual. It had loads and loads of heart. I just really, I didn't think I'd be able to feel for a robot, and I did. Okay. And I really, I really like that. Um, so I'm going to give it a solid eight out of ten cubes, trash, trash can cubes. Eight trash can cubes. Cubes. <laughs> yeah. Actually, you don't need trash. You know, if it's trash, you don't need a can for this because they're not going in the can, are they? All right, trash cubes. Trash cubes. <laughs> <laughs> Eight trash cubes. All right. Um, this should be fun. Ellie, so first off, if you want to tell us where it ranks in your Pixar ratings, and then I'm going to write down what I think you gave it out of 10 after I find out where it fits. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, this goes to the bottom of my Pixar Wow. Ratings, so, um, yeah. Like this is below cars for me. Okay. Um, so that that puts it at number eight, I believe. Well, that makes sense because cars, when you break them down, you crush them into cubes. <laughs> you do. <laughs> <laughs> so um, that's that. I've got my prediction down for where I think you're going to place it. But what does it get out of ten? Oh, you're not going to put your prediction in first. <laughs> I've got it written down. I promise you, I have it written down. Okay. Um, I think I'm going to give it a five. Okay. Ooh. I said four, so you did better than I thought. Yeah, <laughs> well, I was thinking three. And I half. mean, I hadn't, I hadn't thought up a best film ever rating before just now. I'd, I just put it in my Pixar list. So I don't know. <sighs> yeah, we'll go for a five for now. We'll go for a five for now. Okay. Ooh. You've got probably like six minutes left in the recording. So if it changes, let us know. Uh, Georgia. Um, I haven't watched, I didn't review Cars because I okay. haven't seen it in a long time. So, so out of the seven then? List. Uh, yes, and mine's out of seven. And on that list, I have got it at number five, underneath The Incredibles and above Soul. Um, okay. Just because, I mean, the others are just really, really strong. Um, I love I love Wally, but The Incredibles, Toy Story, Coco and Onward are just better films. Okay. 
Um, however, I think Wally is wonderful. Um, I have decided I'm going to give it, I think, I think, I think, I think, I think eight fire extinguishers out, out of, 10. of 10. Okay. Nice. Eight space propelling fire extinguishers. <laughs> yeah. See, it's all about the adjectives. In it things. is, it yeah. is, isn't it? Um, <laughs> Ethan. <laughs> I'm the complete opposite of Ellie here. I have. What's the opposite uh, of five? It's just a f- number five, isn't it? Oh no! Yeah, I, I meant my ranking. ranking. I okay. meant my ranking. So, oh, this, is this number one? This is up. number one. Wow! This just BL onward. The feelings and emotions wow. I had during this, I I discovered I might really really like silent films at points, and this yeah. like hits that exact quota that sometimes I want from animated films. Um, I really like it. I can think of a couple more we'll probably do that might beat this out because I know this isn't the best film ever even though this isn't, like, this is talking to Mickey for me, but, like, it's it's good. I think it's better than Onward. I think it's... I don't know why I had Onward at number one. I think I just had a big feeling for it, but, like, mm. if this this would have gone head-to-head with Coco, which is at number three now. Um, but, no, I, I, I genuinely think it's a, a great film. I, I can't believe I left nearly a decade between watching this. So, out of ten, where would you place it? I would place this at number nine. I don't think this is the perfect film, but it radiates so much joy with me when I see this. It's good line. Radiates so much it joy. Does is lovely. Um, and so I'm going to go ahead now. It's my turn. I have got it. Um, about middle of the pack, I've got it fourth out of eight. Ooh. So I've got it above Brave, but below Soul. So really, I think Soul three. Three, two. Apparently, I'm in the death because Soul's my three, <laughs> Soul's my three, onwards my two, and Coco's my one. So no one. They, they, they were, robots don't die. No one died in this. You threatened it, but you didn't actually kill anybody. So no, no top marks for you on that. The so, Earth died. Um, yes. So I will say uh, eight. <laughs> eight missing dead bodies out of ten <laughs> for me i liked it i liked it but there's just elements in the way that i like my stories being told that this didn't have for me in the middle act struggled yeah and I, I, you know what i could have used i need to have a reason why humanity was worth saving besides i'm a human yeah, there wasn't really one. There wasn't I think any that's your stakes, which is a shame. Yeah, I mean, I think I cared more about the seed surviving than I did the human surviving. Yeah, I did. <laughs> you could have done more with the captain. You could have done more with any other character. Show me one kid in the daycare who's a bit different. Mm. Who's like, why are we learning? What? And yeah. just like, you know, and there's hope and there's inquisitiveness and there's, but why don't we get up? What? No, sit in your chair. But, but I don't want to sit in my chair. And that would have been really cool. For some reason, it might have been some like misremembery thing, but I I swear there was a point where like the captain finds out about wars. But I might be thinking of a scene in Age of Ultron. Um, <laughs> but like, it would have been interesting if you have the concept of like the bad things humanity has done and like why is it worth saving? Then it's like, well, we can start over. We can we can like atone for the for those mistakes and start fresh. Yeah. 
Uh, Georgia, uh, while we wait for you to say what you're going to pick next week, I'm going to go ahead. We've had some people reach out. I gave them no time at all, and I've got like a bunch, so I, I do feel like we should definitely read those out. Yeah, that's good. So, 50 Years of Music Podcast. God bless you, folks. That's yeah. great. Says, uh, this is their absolute favorite Pixar movie, and the judgment it makes on gelatinous humans drinking big gulps and zooming around in chairs is oh so real. Isn't it? Yes, it is. It's a bit scary. On Second Watch Podcast, I love their stuff. I'm thrilled they've commented. Said, one of the best love stories ever told without words being said. Nice. Uh, very few words, anyway. Yeah, very few. Directive. Um, Earth. Main St- Alex from Main Street Finance. Hey, God Alex. bless you. I think Wally's something special, primarily for the lack of dialogue for much of the movie. I didn't notice. There was- <laughs> <laughs> uh, but everyone knows what's going on scene by scene. That, and of course, the numerous messages in the movie that isn't hammered into the audience, but we all get what they're saying. Yep. Friend of the podcast, Debbie, says, I adore this film. It's one of the last ones I purchased on DVD. So I think Andrew Ashevsky said it was like the first thing he bought on DVD. Yeah. Uh, also, the first film my little boy actually paid attention to so there yeah, goes my are. argument about toddlers yeah, right yeah, yeah. um the animation spectacular the characters are so well written and the written <laughs> um yeah yeah okay i'll just read it again the characters are so well written and the amount of emotion they express about any words is truly breathtaking the story is very strong and greatly important to all the generations i could rave on about this one for ages but i know ethan will do that for me this gets 10 of the 10 on every aspect from me wow love it love it love it so, do you love it, Debbie? Just, you know. Don't know if it's three. Is that, I don't know <laughs> I don't what that know. means. She's screaming down the- Maybe. <laughs> She's screaming at me. I love it. I love, I love it. it. I love it. Uh, She's definitely screaming at Ellie. Yeah, the, yeah. the Burnt Toast podcast said, the simple fact that, none of, that most of the movie doesn't have any talking, but just bleeps and bloops is amazing. You get so connected to the characters as well. My so-called pop culture life podcast says, it's so sadly accurate. Ellipsis. Mm. But, I, but I love it. I feel this was the turn for Pixar. What I mean is they were taking much more, sorry, tackling much more adult real life subjects. After this, you had Toy Story 3, Up, Inside Out, Soul, Onward, and so on. Didn't you also have like Cars 2? It was, <laughs> I also uh, forgot the good dinosaur, which I don't blame them. <laughs> it was all for the better, too. Uh, two last ones. Uh, even the score podcast say Wally's a testament to Pixar's animators and their ability to relay a uh, story without its di- without dialogue. Fully agree. The entire Earth sequence mm-hmm. up until where they dance outside of the ship is Pixar at its finest. I will also agree with that, too. Yes, I would. Uh, this builds up into Up's intro sequence and its emotional impact. Uh, yeah, we get to Up. I'm looking forward to that one because... That's destructive in the worst, in the best way, I guess. Yeah. And then finally, Richard, friend of the podcast, husband of Debbie. Hey, Richard. A man of succinct thoughts. Twitter is definitely the right format for him. Absolutely. A lovely little film. Oh. And I would agree with that. that I, is, at the end of the day, is that is where film. I will put it. A lovely little film. It's not it setting my world on fire. Um, you know, uh, Eve might, but the film didn't. <laughs> Uh, and that is what I have there. Georgia, did you ever find the uh, Rotten Tomatoes? I'm going to bet it's north of 93%. I didn't. Two seconds. Okay. I'm going to guess 98. Let's go ahead. Okay. So like I said 93. Ethan says 98. I'm going 89. 89. And Ellie? I think you're probably all around the right mark, but I just I can't understand it. Wouldn't it be great if it was like 12%? <laughs> Critic response. What did I watch? <laughs> Nothing happens. No, you are you are all around the right market. It's ninety five percent. Wow. Okay. Yeah, so nice. 
Yeah, not bad at all. Yeah. At 95, I'll take that. You said north of 93. North of 93, yeah. So I kind of so, give myself some room to grow there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and that is that. So, George, all that's left to find out is not for best film ever. That announcement's been made <laughs> in the episode we're going to record in, later in this future. week. Yeah. <laughs> it's north. <sighs> the one that you guys will hear before this, but we won't get, yeah. It's, it's all, it's all wibbly wobbly timey wimey. George, well, what? I can't believe you guys are doing insert film here. <laughs> Georgia, what are we watching? So we are watching a film that I have adored since it came out. Um, it's one of my favorites. Last time so- you said this, it was like Tinkerbell. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Hype down. This one is actually good. Okay. Um, Tinkerbell 2. <laughs> I was going to say, I'll hold you to that, but I'm the goofy movie guy, so I can't. <laughs> you, you, you are. Uh, what are we watching, Georgia? Uh, came out in 2010 alongside Alice in Wonderland, uh, Toy Story 3, and Tron Legacy. But we're not doing any of those. We are doing my absolute favorite Disney princess film, the first 3D animated one we get, and that is oh, Tangled. Wow, we yes. are dropping a big one with that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Tangled. Oh, I yes. love the fact that this has been announced during a crossover. Because, folks, if you want to get an idea of what we do, come listen to us when we do Tangled. Because Tangled is going to be... who. I got a lot to say about Tangled. Tangled. I got a lot to say. Have we all seen Tangled before? Again, I only saw it recently, but yeah, I love Tangled. I saw it Christmas Eve or Christmas Day, one of my first years in England. It was just on Sky for free or something like that. It's a great little movie. Yeah. Big fan. Big fan. Well, we'll see how big a fan. Maybe I'll watch it again. Maybe I'll watch it again and I'll be like, nothing happens. (laughs) What is going on? Why is the guy with the hook playing the piano? <laughs> <laughs> what a scene. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a fun one. I'm looking forward to that. It is the birth of the most recent Disney renaissance. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I agree. Yeah. Um, is this after Wreck-It Ralph? This is before, because I think that's 2012. Before. Okay. So it is yeah. in that sort of time frame, though. So this is where the quality starts to pick up. We all start to forget Steve Spaz Williams. <laughs> and we all make our way towards better Jurassic things. Parks oh yeah Jurassic Steve Parks I wish I'd known that when we did that <laughs> what was that so um, that is that so for best film ever um, you've, you've heard the promos you know what's coming next week they don't so I can't say it here <laughs> no uh, it's going to be a tonal shift I'll say that much Ooh. I will say that much so for that's that but for talking to mickey next week we are doing tangled and i'm well looking forward to this i'm excited it's been a while since we had a heavyweight drop this is the film i've watched the most times out of any films this is my go-to rewatch film that's a different story films disney or otherwise disney or otherwise wow okay okay and yet you're choosing to watch it again so here we go Yeah. yeah I'm looking forward to that. So please join us next time around on Best Film Ever for what we've already announced and for talking to Mickey <laughs> as we untangle Tangled. Cool. For Best Film Ever and talking to Mickey and all our crossover fun, I've been Ian. I've been Liam. I've been Ellie. I've been Ethan. And I've been Georgia. And at the end of this, when this is all over, and I hope we do, because at the I just really dying to say, I don't want to survive. I want to live. We'll see you next time. Take care, folks. (laughs) What was I I talking about? Um, While we're...
while we're paused, yep. is it is it George's pick next? Yes, I meant to say that. Georgia is your pick next. <laughs> Deer in headlights. Oh, for, for which? For which? For Disney. For for Disney. Yeah. 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 Oh, you're, 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 you're not. Do you from, love me right now? You're not going to pick for best film ever till October. <laughs> <laughs> go That's long. Go very long. Yeah. I'll. I shall. I. I shall find something. There we go. <laughs> so you're talking um, about not seeing right. Wally. So so I, I haven't seen. I'm just going to wait. We got we got some Wally sound effects again. Wally. Eva. It's really weird watching a film and like one of the main characters keeps getting called Eva, and I'm like, that. Mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's just in and out. Isn't I think it? Ellie said one laugh, and it's going to last like the rest of the podcast. Yeah. Is the recording picking this up? Because this is hilarious. Oh, I, I, I think it, this, this might just be the code. I'll just let it play. <laughs> <laughs> She's frozen in time. You know those videos where they slow it down and it's like one frame every It's still coming seconds. through. It's still, it's still is. yeah. <laughs> Eddie's, Eddie's on a continuous laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like Eddie Murphy. <laughs> uh, I've got to give it to her internet client for being like, we're not going to, we're, we're going to make it through this. We're not going to drop the call. No. We're going to continue with this. <laughs> is the photo this freeze frame that's, that's the funny one yeah well I think it's when the sound just comes back out of nowhere I'm looking forward to when like the internet picks up again and you know when like someone's internet yeah. picks up after they oh, she's gone. oh she's gone oh, I was oh, gonna say like when the internet it. picks up and everything they said comes back at like triple speed yeah oh she's back or at least the picture is and she's back welcome 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 there we are okay <laughs> I think oh yep 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 I could. Uh, that is Wally, isn't it? <laughs> saying. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Ellie. We're only getting fragmented parts. Several of the films I didn't realise came out at the same time. Alice in Wonderland. Sorry, the live I'm, action I'm, came gonna, out. I'm gonna pause you. Uh, can you do that again? But can you stop handling your microphone? I'm not. Some, my, oh, it's, some, it's rubbing. It's, I can see it. Yeah, yeah. it's fine. <laughs> all, all I'm getting is, I love this. I'm here. Bah, 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 bah. <laughs> so if you could go ahead. What does the fox say? <laughs> no, 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 no,